Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's like a fucking torrential downpour. <laughs> when B. Arthur hitches up her dre- dress and... Pulls down her spanks and drops some golden goodness onto uh, Estelle Getty's face. Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Who was the other one? Betty White. Oh, Betty, Betty White. She likes um, she likes uh, fecal play. She does, yeah. She likes to lie under a table while B. Arthur squats a loaf out. <laughs> <laughs> and Ruth. Rue McLannan. Oh, yeah. She, oh, Rue McLannan. She's dead. She w- <laughs> Betty White's still alive. Yeah, there she is, yeah. She's B. Arthur. 104 is Betty White. B. Arthur's dead as well. I don't know how she died. He. <laughs> and Estelle Getty's dead. One of B. Arthur's testicles looked like Andre <laughs> the Giant. <laughs> Do you remember that? That fraggle on Fraggle Rock that wore like the long coat and had like big sleeves and kind yes, of was hippie. Yes, I think. Yeah, yeah I that think. always made me think of B. Arthur. Why is that? I, I don't know. Just always did. I always wanted to see the two of them go at it. <laughs> <laughs> Puppet me, Arthur, and they just they just go at it. I'd like to see. Estelle Getty having yeah. sex with Fred Flintstone. Yeah. Don't know why. I just think it'd be yabba dabba do time. What? Um, what's his name? Addy from the Flintstone sequel dressed up yeah. as Fred Flintstone. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. Robert Carlyle jizzing all over Betty White's tits. <laughs> that would sell fucking tickets. That yeah. Would. So, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, if you're just tuning in, the doc uh, suggested that maybe the Golden Girls was called the Golden Girls because they like to whiz on each other. And uh, we think that's probably the case. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, but also Betty White liked dumps. And, yeah. And... Uh, Estelle Getty. Well, she she'll have anything on her. She she is a filthy cunt. Rue McClanahan. That'd be great at the Oscars. <laughs> they're doing the in memoriam again. One thing everybody didn't know about <laughs> Estelle Getty was she was a filthy cunt. <laughs> There's just a simultaneous round of applause, and it just cuts to Meryl Streep. She just wipes away a tear. 
Yeah. And then she looks at the camera and nods. She was. She was. <laughs> Most people don't like to know that people eat shit, but she loved it. And now, the very beautiful, warm and sincere, the corpse of Rue McClanahan. <laughs> and they, like, wheel it on. And, and, and in the background, someone's just... They're just hiding down behind the casket, just with a microphone, just yeah, going... Yeah, James Spade really is on like, top of it, teabagging up. <laughs> I really like to still get it. And people are like, oh, this is, this is like some modern CGI shit. This is like some... They, they don't know quite how it's being done. And then they wheel the casket away... And there's just, like, someone just knelt over, just hiding behind. They don't realise they, they were meant to move. And they're just there. <laughs> and they're wearing nothing but an adult diaper because they've been, they've been wheeled around with the casket so much that they, they, can't, they can't take a bath and break. They just have to shit themselves. And then that, whatever's left in the nappy, is, is sent to Betty White's house because she's yeah. the only surviving member. Yeah, she still has shits delivered over every Tuesday. Yeah. Now... Do you reckon she's the only surviving member because she killed all the other ones? Yeah, I think it was a case. It was like Highlander. Right, there can be only one golden girl. Yeah, there can be only one, but she had to, instead of cutting off the head, she had to cut off each of their tits. (laughs) She's got them stuffed and mounted. Which which really shocked her with B. Arthur, because obviously she didn't have any. Yeah, she was a bloke. Yeah. Her real name was Arthur B., Came from, <laughs> came, from, came from Scunthorpe. Oh, Arthur B. I can't wait to get to Hollywood and make <laughs> fucking golden girls. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life in drag. <laughs> I've always preferred a dress. Yeah. I've always wanted a twat. I. <laughs> they're going to stick a plastic one on me. I said, so I'll just. I'll just push it in. I just, I just thought, well, I'll do the tuck. <laughs> Round B. Arthur's house at night, it was like that scene in uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> do you want to fuck me? Yeah, I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. <laughs> Look, I've tucked my willy back and everything. Yeah. Put the lotion in basket. <laughs> Tonight on the Lifetime Channel... B. Arthur. <laughs> the untold years. <laughs> Bernard... Used to work down mine. <laughs> Bernard Matthews is B. Arthur in the B. Arthur story. Would you like my chicken drum? Not now, Bernard. Stop it. I got a kestrel, so I just got a. I just got a pigeon. I uh, called it Kez. Called it Kez. Put put pigeon on my head. Kept crapping down back a shirt. Get me warm in winter. Oh, I no. like, like a bit of pigeon crap. Directed by Ken Loach. <laughs> I blame the Tory government. The Lifetime Channel presents The Life of B. Arthur, starring Bernard Matthews, directed by Ken Loach, with a special appearance by Alison Steadman as some old twat in some glasses. <laughs> We also got the guy from On the Buses to make an appearance. He just comes in and said, oh, where are you going? <laughs> What's his name Starring some of the greatest British thespians to ever dance across the silver screen. We've got Thor Hood's asshole in a basket. 
and old Peter Salas as Marlon Brando in <laughs> the Beast. I could have been a contender, lad. I. <laughs> oh, B, do you want to get into a bathtub and roll down the hill? Yeah. Harry H. Corbett <laughs> as Clark Gable. Oh, frankly, but that I give it to. <laughs> I'll give it to him. Leonard Rossiter as Moses. <laughs> it's, it's really like <laughs> fucking surreal <laughs> lifetime movie. And Ronnie Corbett as George Clooney. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know if you've seen Ocean's Eleven, but it's one of the finest caper movies ever made. Yes. And he was like, it's just like, B. Arthur was found in a reed basket by the Nile. (laughs) (laughs) She single-handedly defeated Hitler in Nazi Germany. It's just an amalgam of everything that's happened. But it's just the B. Arthur story all acted out by Northern English actors. That would be the greatest movie ever made. So who we got as B. Arthur? Uh, who did we have? We had Bernard Matthews. Bernard Matthews as B. Arthur, <laughs> as Jesus, as Hitler, as... <laughs> the kids of Grange Hill have all grown up and they'll be playing the Jews tonight on... <laughs> it's just all the guys from... from... Yeah, yeah, but I'd be sitting there watching that train thinking... I'll watch that. I'll watch <laughs> Well, I'll DVR it. Yeah. I'll TiVo it. I'll watch it at a later date. The funny thing is, as I get out the subway to go to work, there's a big poster on the wall, and it's like, the History Channel, and it's AD, and then underneath it goes, the Bible continues. <laughs> First of all, the Bible, not historic at all. Secondly, the, I love the idea that there's the Bible, and then the Bible continues. Yeah. This time, it's A.D. A.D.D. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch it if Liam Neeson was in it. Yeah, if Liam Neeson played God. Yeah. The Romans killed Jesus. And now, now they're going to have to answer to God. <laughs> played by Liam Neeson. What you doing with fucking son there? Where is he? You cave. won't kill my son, Ed Harris. <laughs> I'll fight you around Queens if I have to. <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah, I love that. The Romans killed Christ. Now they have to answer to Liam Neeson as God. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to be up in heaven. Not this time. Heaven I, can wait. I've got a particular set of skills. Murder all the firstborn. <laughs> Locusts. Locusts. Nah, that's too good for them. I'm going to go and punch them in the throat. I'm going to throat punch them from my holy place. (laughs) Just two great big fists come down. Why have I gone northern again? (laughs) We're going to throat punch them. I'm going to punch them in the feckin' throat. From our high. We've we've not even started the show. We could have put this all in. I'm, I'm recording it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't record the bit where you asked about the Golden Girls peeing on each other, which is why I recapped for the listeners. But I, I got most of it. Oh, that's all right then. So it's all golden. Oh, it's gold, golden showers. Yeah. I, I, 
why listen to why listen to the Beatles when you've got Wham? I know. And why listen to Wham when <laughs> you've got? <laughs> why? Because it's my favourite confectionery. When you've got that, um, I do like Whams actually. With the with the fucking little, gorgeous, the sparkly things in yeah, there. Oh yeah, you can still the, buy it. In the top, not as good taffy. though. They're not, not as good, good as they used to be. Nothing's as good as when we were kids. Nothing. Uh. Factually nothing. Except podcasting. And Cunnilingus. Uh, oh, that's better. Yeah. I never that read was that a good was chocolate it. bar. It was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, a few pubes in them. Oh. Freshly, <laughs> freshly made in the Dales of Scotland. Hewn from the very living soil... Ploughed by men for the last 400 years. The taste of twat, lovingly <laughs> squeezed into every bar, using these maiden's labias. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like that where this original advert, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, what's it? Um, I, I remember uh, the first time my granddad gave me my first cunnilingus. <laughs> <laughs> he said, son... This is going to make you feel better than anything you've ever felt. I went to school that day with a big fucking smile on my face and cum on my shirt. <laughs> Cunnilingus. Made in Yorkshire yeah, from every twats. Day. Every day should be a twat day. <laughs> every day should be a Cunnilingus day. <laughs> This is that oh. old bird who played Nora Batty squatting over a vat of chocolate. Yeah. Give me a second! I mould it after her. Yeah. Nora, Nora Batty's twat lovingly drained to each bite. <laughs> oh, it tastes like a pork scratching. Let it. <laughs> Let it melt in your mouth. Don't chew it. They wouldn't appreciate it if you chew it. Lovingly lick it, caress it with the tip of your tongue, and let it mm, slide down your throat. Oh, oh. cystitis. <laughs> oh, thrush. <laughs> Is that a yeast infection I can taste, Nora? Hi, <laughs> that one's for free. Yeah. Oh, you've won a prize. Oh, with extra... <laughs> looks like cottage cheese. Tastes <laughs> like fish. <laughs> oh, dear. Old milkmaid's vaginas squeezed into every cube of cunnilingus. Wrapped... Oh, in our very special factory, populated by topless ladies from the Orient. Yeah. That Stephen Seagal allegedly shipped here last week. Yeah. They all work for me. And I, They're on the payroll. Take them in my tour bus when I'm playing the blues, Johnny. They clean my, they clean my uh, undercarriage. That's what they do. I love the taste kind of lingers. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a few bars of kind of lingers. Yes. He loves it. I like it when they make a pie. <laughs> That's right, make a pie out of kind of lingers. Mash it down, 
and put it in between two big flaps of meat. More cunnilingus for your cunnilingus. <laughs> oh, I'm going to... I might actually... In yeah. Japan, they have raspberry flavoured. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. In Japan, they wouldn't be able to show pubes on it, would they? No. In Japan, we have made it taste like minty things. Because <laughs> <laughs> Japan has all the weird fucking flavours of shit, doesn't it? Yeah, why did they get an alien to do the voice? Eh? I, <laughs> I wasn't trying to do a Japanese voice, I was just doing a, a silly voice. That's all right, then. Three years ago, in 2012, a crack doer, one martial arts expert and surprisingly good mimic, the other a weapons specialist and professionally bearded, were sent to separate recording stations thousands of miles apart to do an 80s and 90s action commentary podcast for a crime they happily committed. Something James Spader told them about that involved an industrial drum of coconut butter hand lotion and a common household whisk. These men promptly created a passion-filled wave of action adoration that swept throughout the internet underground. Today, still wanted by Steven Seagal for making one too many jokes about his expanding gut and knitted hair, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you love action, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you should be listening to Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid commentaries. This podcast, people, explodes. Hello, 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 and I am Dr. Action on Dr. Action in the Kick-Ass Kid Commentary Podcast. We're back. This is the Kick-Ass Kid. And I am Dr. Action, and so is my wife. And when Dr. Action and the Kick-Ass Kid endorses a chocolate bar, it's always one that has been drained from the twat of a local milkmaiden. Good evening, and welcome to the show. How are you? Long time no speak. I'm good, sir. I'm particularly good because I saw Run All Night the other day. I saw Run All Night the other night. I do believe we saw it the same day. We did. We saw it the same day, and it fucking rocked hard. How good is that film? It's bloody good. Bloody, bloody good. I loved every minute of it. It was like an old-school gangster movie with, with, with uh, a kick-ass modern action. Yes. Yeah, it's like a 70s Charles Bronson vehicle uh, with just some spectacular action. Good storyline, good acting. I thought it had a bit of a Death Wish thing to it, it had a bit of a French connection feel to it. it. was. I loved the it being all set in one night. The cinematography is fucking amazing. Uh, Ed Harris brings it. Uh, Liam Neeson's incredible. We even get a cameo from yeah. Nick Nolte. Yeah, I saw before I went. I went with my uncle. And I, saw, I was looking, checking the times. What time is on the cinema? And I saw a news item that said cameo. I thought, oh, I'm not going to click on it. I'm just going to wait to see who it is. Yeah, Nick Nolte. Yeah, when he says, up. and the funny thing was, is that I was asked to deliver some exposition. <laughs> <laughs> but I. I I saw when he says, "Oh, we're going to go to my, your uncle's." I thought, "Well, this is the cameo." Right. And I saw him at the door, and I thought, "Don't recognise him." And he walks over. How bad you been? I thought, "Oh, it's Nick Nolte." Yeah, 
He's like, let me tell you a story about things. Let me tell you about Master United's kid. And he's collided to that guy. I don't understand a word he's saying. I don't understand. The funny thing is, is that that whole scene, right, there's a certain point in the movie where they have to basically, like, split Neeson and the son up. So he's told this story. And we're meant to be all invested in the story, except that it was delivered by... Talking like that, and uh, it was it was both brilliant but also hilarious at the same time. Yeah, it's just it's it's a real and Ed Harris is Ed Harris is great and everything. But when I eat chocolate, I only eat cunnilingus drained from Nora Batty's fetch. I love a cunnilingus bar. <laughs> Especially the ones that are made from Norabatica. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. <laughs> are you uh, are you endorsing that? You bet your ass I'm endorsing that and whiskey. That was amazing. I'd love it if he turned up to the door with... Uh, I mean, what was he wearing as well? <laughs> that was fucking... I wish he'd shown up with, like, a T-shirt with, like... You know he turned up on the day wearing that. And yeah, like, oh... Do- he wasn't, even, he wasn't even I'm meant to. My own clothes. He wasn't even meant to be in the movie. He just—he <laughs> he actually lives there. <laughs> Do you mind if we film it? Give me try to give me a couple of lines. And they were like, "Yeah, you can say a couple of things." I'm out of coke. Give me a couple of lines <laughs> of coke. You can film it all day. <laughs> give, give me some pies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. It's the, it's the, like, the sort of yin and yang storyline of what his son would have turned out like if he'd have been like Ed Harris and had his kid around all the time. It's, 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 a really, it's like a great thriller drama. And like you say, it's got the modern action in it with Neeson kicking ass. At what point he does actually throat punch someone. Yeah. As he leaves the restaurant where the hood tries to go for him, he just walloped right in the throat... And yeah. uh, the hood grabs his throat and goes up, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like gasping up against the door. And and at that point, Jim turned to me and went, "Dude, I think you just throat punched somebody." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. It's ah, oh, it's such a good fucking. Makes film. New York look awesome. Yes. Um, was it actually filmed in New York? Looks like it. Yeah, it looks yeah, like it was I filmed was thinking, in Queens. I was thinking that does look like New York, but I didn't know if they'd filmed some of it out of New York to uh, save a bit of money, but uh, it, it looks fucking fantastic. Well, it's, I can look it up for you. Yeah. I can't believe it had mixed reviews. I thought it was... Uh, it, yeah, for me, well, it's up there with... Um, it's below Taken, but everything's kind of below Taken. But it's yeah. definitely up there with Non-Stop and Tombstones for me. For me, it's his second, second best after Taken. And, I uh, can't but, believe it's the same dude who made Nonstop. It looks totally different. Yeah, it does. He's a good director. And uh, he obviously likes working with Neeson. Um, the I, guy who wrote it is writing the Raid remake. Uh, hmm. Well, people have got to work, haven't they? Yeah. But uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you about one thing. I think it's probably a better role. I think Taken just had a better... better Scenario probably, and it was more fresh. But I think it's a better role for Neeson. I think he plays it really well. Yeah, I agree. Down on his luck. 
and everything. But I, I uh, yeah, it's it's a big fat recommend from me. Yeah, the Doctor Action, the Kick-Ass Kid, three thumbs up your bum. <laughs> I'd like to know why, because uh, Jason Ritter didn't like it. Yeah, well, he's a moron, isn't he? He's a simple <laughs> child lost in a wilderness of great films. He probably yeah. went in and watched Cinderella by mistake. And he was like, is that Liam Neeson playing that little girl who's being beaten up by her sisters? Yeah, don't like, it's not like Taken. Yeah, nothing like yeah. Taken. Don't like this. Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella. We do love you, Jason, by the way. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, cruel. About time he grew up and learnt the reality of the situation. Yeah, go back and watch One All Night, and then you'll see how good it is. <clears throat> yeah, it was filmed in Queens Hospital Centre, Jamaica, New York, uh, Madison Square Gardens, New York, New York, uh, Woodside Subway Station in Queens, New York, and Woodhaven, Queens, New York, New York. <clears throat> yep. So it was actually filmed in and around my glorious city. Yes. Yes, I'd, what I'd do is I'd just be walking around doing what we should do when next time I'm in New York. We're gonna we'll go there one day, then the next day we'll go to where, where he filmed Walk Amongst the Tombstones. Yeah, okay. A couple of days of Liam ne- Neeson spotting, see if we can see him. Yeah, he probably hangs out there, doesn't he? Yeah, he probably does. Probably does. I bet he's like, um, where do you want to film, Liam? We're filming around New York, where I live, so uh, I don't have to do anything. I just turn <laughs> up and throat punch people, shoot them in the fucking face. I tell you I what, go. listen to me, just follow me around and I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> what we're going to do today? I'm going to go and kill Ed Harris. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best bit, was when Ed Harris was like, right, everybody be on your guard, Jimmy's coming. Yeah, he just walks in. Hey, Terry, bang. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. So good. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah, I don't know how you don't like it. I, I don't know how people don't like it. it. just doesn't make any fucking sense. He even makes a dick joke in it. Mm. He's like, yeah, he's funny in it. I've never, seen, I've never seen a woman take 12 inches like it. <laughs> and when he says, uh, I break the Irish curse, I'm, I'm skinny, but I'm long. Yeah. <laughs> So Run All Night was pretty damn good. Run All Night was awesome. I fucking loved it. Yeah. I would suggest it to everybody. It's in my... Of recent Neeson... <clears throat> uh, in fact, it's in my top five of Neeson. My it's top, definitely my top my five. My top five of Neeson, in no particular order, are Taken, Nonstop, Tombstones, Run All Night, Darkman. Darkman's awesome. That's my top five of Neeson. Yep. Yep. Have you watched anything else, sir? I watched anything else. Uh, not really. Uh, I went and saw Kingsman again. Yes. I watched, I watched I Sinners and Saints. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I enjoyed a lot. Great action. Great action. Um, most of the others are films that I covered on the show, actually. Uh, on various different shows. Um, so, no, I haven't watched very much re- recently at all. I've been very busy. Very busy. I went to see Chappie. Very good. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I also watched The November Man with Piers Brazen. That's not bad. It's good. 
Pierce Brosnan is Pierce Brosnan. What's it like? What, what's it like though? Is it worth watching or not? Yes, it's definitely worth watching. I mean, it's, it's Pierce Brosnan doing a Liam Neeson kind of thing. Ex-CIA, uh, there's a big cover-up, and he's trying to find out the answers. It's good. It's enjoyable. It's it, it, it's not amazing, but, the, you know, the action's good. Uh, I'm going to see The Gunman next week. Yeah. I'm going to go and see the government. I'm going to try and get to see it next week. I'm going to go see it on Wednesday. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, I shall go and see that next week, I hope. I saw a horror film called It Follows that's creepy. Oh, the trailer for Mad Max Fury Road looks off the chain! There's a new one. Yeah, I is saw it, it in one the we... cinema the other night. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah it looks fucking awesome. It does. It looks like it's going to be... Fucking amazing. I mean, the plot and the script will be for shit, but the visuals will be off the fucking chain. I don't think it'll really matter. It could be a silent film, really, from what it looks like. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. It just looks mental. Mental. And, I hope uh, it kickstarts a whole new wave of exploitation. I hope... Well, this kind of is, isn't there, with, like, Wolf Creek and shit? Yeah. <clears throat> Have you seen Wolf Creek 2? No, not yet. That's good. Is it? Yeah, it's good. It's better than the first one. In my opinion. Your opinion is the only one that matters. Yeah, just to me. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, when's Mad Max out? 15th of May. It's not long then. No, and we've got... Well, it has been put back 15 times. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be out in uh, 2001. We've got uh, Fast and Furious coming out on April 3rd. Yep, I'm looking forward to that. I keep forgetting Tony Jaws in it. Well, it's because they haven't advertised it at all. No. It's fucking advertising the fact that fucking Jordan and Brewster's in it. Who the fuck is she? I hope she uh, gets killed. I won't be... Sp- I, well... Obviously, is Paul... Do we know how Paul Walker's going out of it yet? No. Because obviously he can't just fuck off without her, can he? Well, you're right. That's what I'm saying. And they can't kill him. No, they won't kill him off. So they kill her, and then he wanders off into the sunset at the end, unable to deal with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. Because they're going to kill off some of the team. They've killed off Han. They're going to kill off the... um, I'm a southern boy living in Tokyo with the stupid teeth. What's his name? James... Black, what's his name? Oh, no, 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 no. They've not killed him. He's coming back into it, into it. No, but they're going to kill him off. This this film, I mean. Oh, are they? Uh, I I mean, he's not going to be a main fucking part. You know he isn't. Yeah. It's not not? like everyone for the last three films has been, when is Lucas Black coming back into the franchise? Nobody ever fucking said that, ever. But the more I think about it, the more I want to watch Tokyo Drift again. And you're not not telling me that fucking Statham... Statham's got to kill a few of them. Statham fucking eats him for breakfast, surely. There's just a scene where he's eating some really bad teeth and you can just hear (laughs) some farting going on and they're like, what's going on? I'm eating Lucas Black. Yeah, he's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) What does he taste like? Tastes a bit southern. I cooked it up in a gumbo. Say what? Yeah. It's, uh it's been reviewed already 
of uh, IMDb. It's got 1,168 reviews, uh, ratings, and IMDb Furious 7, 9.2. Well, yeah, that always happens. And, and no one will say a bad word against it because it's Paul Walker's last movie. No. And all that came out after Paul Walker died was what a fucking saint he was living amongst us. <clears throat> I can believe it. Right. But I'm just I saying, I'm it. just saying that, that um, first of all, Vin Diesel has 750 million Facebook followers, so they'll all mm. go see it. Plus, Paul Walker died in the movie, instant fucking box office gold. And thirdly, it'll actually be a good fun action flick. And fourthly, yeah, I... we've all been fucking waiting for it forever. So it's going to make massive bank. Fast and Furious 6, when I went to see it opening weekend, they were queuing, this cinema, the film, we were going to see it at the top level and they were queuing all the way down to the fucking cinema. To well, you get, thought to get... that, but really, uh, there was a woman giving handies on the top floor. That's what the queue was for. Oh, she didn't fucking see me. No, no, she she wouldn't. She she doesn't want to uh, mess your cock up. She knows that it needs to be kept pristine. Oh, that that'd be why then. But she gives really violent handies. That's oh, why no, everyone who was see. watching the movie was like, "Oh, oh, oh. she undone that." <laughs> she likes to. Uh, she's blind, you see, oh. and she just kind of grabs at it. She thinks it's. Uh, the rails are like a banister rails, but it's not. It's, uh, it's men's cocks. She's trying, she's trying to get them off the hinge. Lined up. Yeah. Like, just keep strong. walking up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I didn't see her. She's a bit spastic as well. Yeah. She, she occasionally, when she really grabs one hard, she flails about a lot. She has one of her fits. <laughs> she has like a blind fit of spasmodic rage. She literally is blind fury. She is. Blind, <coughs> furious wank. Yeah. Good film. Yeah, it is. Good film. Starring Estelle Getty. Estelle Getty, yeah. She loves it. Yeah, so I'm going to definitely go and see that. I'm looking forward to uh, Fast and Furious 7. Hopefully uh, he kicks his shit out, Statham kicks his shit out of The Rock and Vin Diesel. And then goes, okay, back for the, tr- for the sequel, boys. He Shoot. can't, though, they can't kill him. Uh, uh, probably will. I know. But it'll be totally fucking unbelievable. I mean, that bit when The Rock takes... Have you seen the trailer when he takes the uh, his cast off? Oh, The Rock? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just... Oh, fuck off. He's really doing my head in. You ain't that fucking good, mate. He's See not... Thomas Howell in The Sweeper? You couldn't take him? No. Or John Wick. Watch, re-watch John Wick a couple of times as well. What about the other bit of news we should talk about, because it's been announced since last we were on the air, but uh, what about the Manila Showdown, which is going to be our B-grade Expendables? Yes. Have you heard about this? I have heard about Mark this. Mark Dacascos directing. Uh, yes. Donna Dragon Wilson's in it. Matthias yeah. Hughes is in it. Um... Tia Carrera's in it. Cynthia Rothrock's in it. Is Olivia Gruner's in it? Oh, yes. It's going to be... It's going to be a bit special, that is. The only thing it's missing is that uh, 
Kerman statement are not make, making it. Jeff Speakman and Benny the Jet need to be in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bit fucking amazing. That is, and it needs to be directed by Jesse Johnson. Yeah, now that that would be the icing on the fucking cake. But it's gonna be good anyway. Uh, Mark Cascos is awesome. I'll, uh, I'll watch any action film after Drive. And fucking skin traffic. We're still waiting for it. Yeah, that's that's got a release date though, isn't it? Is it skin traffic? Is that the one I mean? Yeah. With Dolph Lundgren and Tony Yeah, Clark. you got... Sk- <coughs> sk- sk- uh, skin, tra- skin Traffic is the one with uh, Gary Daniels. Oh, Skin Trade? Skin Trade, I think, is it? Yeah, Skin Trade. Right. With Dolph Lundgren. That's got good reviews already as well. Yeah, I don't care about Skin Traffic. I've seen the trailer for that and it's yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, uh, Tony Jar, Michael Jai White... And that has got a release date of uh, United States. It's already been shown. United States, 8th of May. But it, you're, you're getting it, 23rd of April, on the Tinternet. I don't want it. I want to go see it on the big screen. Well, it'll be on the big screen on the 8th of May. Peter Weller. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ron Perlman. Michael Jar White. Tony Jar. Dolph Lundgren. I mean, it could be, it could be proper, mate. Oh, I think it's going to be a great fucking film. It's going to be fucking awesome. I don't think it's even got a release date for England yet. You know, it's missing. Us? No, it's missing Russ Abbott. Well, I heard on the grapevine that uh, he turned down a role in it. Is really? Yeah, because. Uh, it, he wasn't, wanted to, it wasn't racist enough. It wasn't racist, and he wanted to play an albino. <laughs> and they said, uh, we've not got a pot for an albino. <laughs> he and wanted he to says, play a fat albino um, Pakistani. Yeah, with to. dark hair. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, like, albinos usually got blonde hair, and he goes, I don't care. Um, so they sort of had to fuck him off. Yeah. But uh, and he only wanted 10 quid to do the role. He did, and a cheese sandwich. Cheese sandwich. Uh, the sandwich wasn't for him, it was for Bella Remberg. Yeah, and she likes Dairy Lee. Yeah. So it wouldn't have cost that much. She shoves it up a twat. She does, she does. It makes it smell fresh. Creme fresh. Yeah. Uh, she uh, hangs it off a tampon string, like a air freshener. Oh, nice. She hangs the uh, cheese sandwich off a tampon string. Ooh, that's been a nurse since 1956. Yeah, you love it. No, I don't. Uh, Can't even his... plan my legs off in now. <laughs> it's all crudded up in there. True story. True story. And also... Bella Renberg's a... mouldy cunt. You talk about Ross Abbott again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Les, Les Dennis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another film's got a release date today. Uh 22nd of June for England and I'm just trying to look now for America Pound of Flesh with Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, is released the day after 23rd of June uh, Pound of Flesh will be released on Blu-ray and DVD with our man Shalabs yep so I 
hope everybody will go out and buy that. I don't think that's getting a, a cinema release, I don't think. They'll get one here, I think. Should do. I'm still waiting for the John Cusack, Adrian Brody and Jackie Chan movie, The Dragon's Blade, and then also the Nick Cage... Um, shitty actor guy from Star Wars, the new ones. He, Nick Cage plays a crusader. Oh, yeah. In the Roman times, he goes to China or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like the sorcerer or something. Don't know. Let's have a look. I'm sure wait for those two movies. I, when I saw that this poster for the Jackie Chan one, I actually thought it was a joke. Yeah. Because it doesn't look like John a real trailer. Cusack. It looks like some... International superstar, John Cusack. <laughs> International Jewish impersonator, Adrian Brody. And international, international, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Be good that well. Out, is it Outcast? Nicholas Cage? A mysterious warrior teams up with the daughter and son of a disposed Chinese emperor to defeat their cruel brother who seeks their deaths. It's been on limited uh, run in America already, mate. 6th of, of February. What? Yeah, you've missed it. You've missed it. What the fuck? I was fucking looking around then for a birthday movie. It wasn't fucking out. That's... Shit. And no release date yet for Dragon Blade. This is going to be a good year year. It's going to be a good year for films. It's going to be a good year for films. Yes. I am going to try and get um, wanked off in all the major releases. (laughs) What about Will Ferrell's new film? Oh, definitely. I'm going to get doubly wanked off. Yeah, it's called Get Hard. Yeah. So I'm going to have one chick on the left of me and one chick on the right of me. And then when she's finished, I turn to the other one. Now it's your turn, love. Stop watching and start. Yeah, it's your turn now. No time for me to watch the film. Enjoy it. And you (laughs) masturbate me until until the python spits. (laughs) Nick Cage has got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... (laughs) nine movies coming out. Excellent. What's hilarious about all these movies that have been announced, the only cast member in any of them is Nick Cage. Yeah, he's playing all the roles. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. I'll play every role. Oliver Stone is making a movie about Edward Snowden. Oh, uh, when's that out? (laughs) With Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Nicolas Cage. Oh, and my favourite, Zachary Quinto. I can't... Do you know what? I can't get enough of Zachary Quinto. I find him such a fascinating screen presence. I like him because he's... He doesn't ever make me think or anxious or... He's just a very kind of nonchalant presence and I, like I find him a gentle presence yes whenever i watch a, a movie with so-called zachary quinto aka spock aka not the good spock fuck zachary quinto when are we getting a jack reach sequel don't know he's is doing top gun 2 isn't he is that being confirmed top gun 2 is in development it's not it's not definite yet. Have you seen Top Gun? 
No. I mean, I'm, yes, I have, but no. It's not awful, but it's not. It's it's no cocktail. Oh, so few <laughs> movies are these days. Imagine that. Imagine if that was your favourite film and you judged every film on cocktail. I love Brian Brown. Yeah. He's good, isn't it? Hello, mate. I'm, I'm going to tell you how to make the very best cocktails. Yeah. And that's going to be the movie for 90 minutes. How about that, Tom? Like that. You do some fancy footwork and some fancy throwing a bet. Uh, we'll take some photographs of it. That'll be the movie, mate. Yeah, you're put bloody laughing. Put some music behind it. Make a montage of us yeah. chucking drinks around. You spend six months, mate learning how to do it, and we'll film you, and that'll be the fucking movie. Yeah, you'll make, you'll at least make a grand. Love it. And then we'll get Elizabeth Shue, she'll diddle your doddle, if you know yeah, what she, I mean. Yeah, she's got huge flappy teeth. She'll like tweak your little bell in there, mate. Yeah, she'll, she'll cup your balls. Oh, she will. Lick the tip. She'll tongue your asshole, mate. I've seen her do yeah. it. She doesn't That's... hold back. Yeah, that's her adventures in babysitting, mate. Yeah. She loves it. When she says sitting on babies, she means it. Yeah. Babies meaning your penis, by the way, mate. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you got what I meant from that. But nobody puts baby in a corner. Nah. That's different what I film, but that. you know what I mean? You, you, don't put my penis, you don't put my penis in a corner. Yeah. Unless you're going to put it in your mouth. Am I right, Tom? Am I right? Hey, hey, hey. Let's go discuss it. Over a beer. Have you seen China O'Brien, Tom? My favourite movie ever, Tom. Yeah, I was in FX, Tom. Have you seen that? Have you With seen Brian that? Brian Dennehy. Brian Dennehy. He's my favourite Brian. <laughs> Except me, of course, because I'm Brian Brown. Yeah, it's weird how we, we both called Brian. Both called Brian, mate. On set, people going, Brian. And, and I, we were both, we both going, turned around. We Brian kept laughing with the about y, it. Or Brian with the I. Yeah, we kept laughing about it until Brian Denny punched me in the knob, mate. <laughs> Tell you what, I was winded there for a moment. Luckily, I was doing the tuck. He didn't. Uh, he didn't actually get the full uh, wallop of my, of my shaft, mate. Just the top of it. So uh, I was able to just stay reasonably sedentary. Yeah. Uh, but actually, inside, mate, I was weeping like a little girl. I don't mind telling you, Tom. Have you seen me without any clothes on, Tom? Have you, have you ever seen a grown man naked, Tom? Tom, the little, the little curve at the end of the tip of my penis it scrapes against the edge of my knee, mate. Yeah, do you want to say a Polaroid of it that I took of Brian down here with not had any clothes on, Tom? It looks a bit like the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> when I go swimming... I'm actually able to make it into a miniature monster with, like, the hoop coming out of the water and then the neck and then the tip. Like, the whole thing, Tom, it's fucking massive. <laughs> I go up to girls in the swimming pool. I'm like, do you want to see my Loch Ness Monster? I don't even wait for the answer, Tom. I just do it. They love it, mate. And then I oh, show them right. what I can do with a bottle, flip it about a bit, do a bit of the old as your father, little little tricky flips and twists, mate, with a bottle and a glass. They love it. Love it. Makes them wetter than fucking Haley Joel Osman. 
He's Have you seen little, AI, Tom? He's a little wet bollock, isn't he, Tom? Yeah. That's my sixth sense, Tom. That's a little in-joke. Yeah, that's a little in-joke because he was in that movie, uh, <laughs> Tusk. <laughs> uh, have you seen Have you seen Six Sense, Tom? No. Bruce Willis is dead in it, Tom. I've saved <laughs> you watching it. Tom, there's no need to watch it because I tell you what, you watch this whole boring movie, Tom, nothing fucking happens, and then at the end of it, he's fucking dead. That's <laughs> the movie, Tom. He's dead. It's the whole movie. The little it's kid, bad. The little kid can see dead people, Tom. So can I. Yeah, so can I. I break into morgues, Tom. Yeah, I like looking at Brian Dennehy's ass crack. <laughs> I don't know why I, I related that to morgues, but uh, I tell you what, it's got some cobwebs up there, Tom. Yeah, it smells of dead people, would Tom. You, would you like to see a photograph? <laughs> One night when Dennehy was sleeping, I crept in to his trailer... Which isn't really a trailer, Tom. It's more like an ice cream van that they've kitted out with a cushion. And uh, he, he does I, like ice cream, Tom. I've just pulled his kex down, Tom. That's what I've gone and done. He's he's fast asleep because he's been drinking all night. The meth. <laughs> By the meth, I mean the methylated spirits, Tom. It's what they clean paint paint brushes with, Tom. When they're all crowded up, mate. And uh, he's been drinking that shit. Fucking paint thinner, Tom. Fucking paint thinner. So he's out like a white, snoring like my old wife, making a fucking noise like a herd of elephants taking a shit in a dunny, mate. So, like, I've gone in there and I've pulled his kicks down. My God, the whiff, Tom. The whiff. <laughs> he didn't wipe. He never wipes, Tom. He wasn't a wiper. Then he was too impatient for that, Tom. He couldn't wait He's a busy man. Get, he, could, he couldn't wait around to get little crusty bits out. He had to come out on set and do another line, Tom, about FX. Have you seen FX, Tom? I'm in that movie. There was two of them. There was two of them. There was FX1 and, and FX2. FX2. Look at that right there, Tom. Don't you like that? The symmetry of it? <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I've pulled this kex down. My God, the whiff, Tom. The whiff. I'm telling you about the whiff now. I want you to picture it with me. Fucking cobwebs, Tom. Fucking a brown recluse spider living behind his testes. He hadn't even seen it down there, Tom. It had formed its own ecosystem. It was living perfectly happily down there. It had a little couch and everything. It had children, Tom. Children grown out of his bollocks, mate. It was a thing of beauty. Anyway, you want to do cocktail? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a true a, story. That's exactly that's how he pitched. He, that's exactly how he pitched cocktail to Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise, just by the end of it, was just like, I'll do it. That when he woke up, he went, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. What, what did I say yes to? <laughs> I'm going to have to go through all that again, Tom. Well, listen, Tom, I was doing FX with Brian Dennehy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. Let me back up a bit. So, <laughs> my penis, Tom, scrapes the edge of my knee that long and I like to do oh no wait a minute there was something before that as well let's let's rewind back to the beginning Tom you just settle in there it's going to be quite a night I've got some stories to tell you Tom Tom where, where are you going Tom come back come back Elizabeth would you like to hear the stories <laughs> you're a filthy harlot Elizabeth while you were sleeping I uh I put a little baby 
tortoise up, up your snatch, Elizabeth. It's going to hatch and uh, have more little baby tortoises one of these days, I hope, because I'd love to see a juice-covered tortoise scurrying out from between your legs. So I put a little tortoise up there. hope you don't mind. I'm just going to hover around the opening to your smelly crotch, and I'm going to wait with a camera there, Elizabeth. It might take a few months, you understand. But I'm just going to... You lie on the bed. You'll be in terrible agony because tortoises, they make hell of a mess with their shells. So your, your veg is going to be cut up to fuck. So you better lie back, spread open your legs. I'm just going to hover at the end of your bed here with a long lens camera. Hope you don't mind. So anyway, would you like to do cocktail? (laughs) (laughs) And that's how Brian Brown became the top casting agent in Hollywood. That's how Brian Brown became the most expensive Australian to hire for sex shows. (laughs) I love a sex show. I come in, I stick my knob in a girl's eye. (laughs) She loves it, mate. They don't tell you the women because they don't want to. Uh, they don't want to let you know all the good shit right yeah. up front. Like they I've f- got, they fucking love it in the eye, mate. Yeah, I fucking I, love it. I've got like a female intuition thing going on where yeah. I know what they like, so yeah. I go in. I got boom. the inside track, Tom. I'm telling you. Yeah, stick with me, mate. Yeah. I'll show you how to fuck women right in the eye. Right in they the eye. They love it. They fucking love it. They wouldn't tell you, mate. I don't know why they wouldn't tell you, because they love it so much. You'd think they talk, but they yeah. don't, mate. They keep it to themselves, because they're weird creatures, women. Yeah, they love to keep the little secrets to themselves, but yeah. I fuck loads of women in the eye. Yeah. Uh, now, I assume they're loving it, because they're wriggling all over the place. But of course, Tom, so that uh, I have a very small condo where I live, and uh, the walls are paper thin, so I have to gag them uh, with several bandanas and a bull gag, so uh, I don't know, like, no one's ever told me, right, that they love it. But uh, I, think I know. I love it. I know. I know. I Tom. know. I've got the inside track, Tom. I can see it in their eyes. Well, I can see it in their eyes because I put it in their eyes. I can see it in one of their eyes because my cock is in the other <laughs> one. They call me Brian Detached Retina Bran. I love it. I love it. Do you know the other place they love it, Tom? Up the nose. Yeah. Fucking love it. That vagina thing yeah. is just there as an ornament. Yeah. What does that it's do? It's not even sensitive. You can't even make them come with it, Tom. Yeah, that's a money box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like those elephants or those piggies with the little unscrewable rubber tap at the bottom of it. Yeah, where you that's where you put coins. your credit card. Yeah, well, you put like a little rubber rubber bung thing in her old cooch, and uh, I tell you what, she can keep pennies in there for months, Tom. You know when you see those women and they're walking I'm around. I'm saving up for a car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saving up for a winter baker, Tom. Instead of this like fucking this shit on the road. So this fucking ice cream van with a cushion in it that I stole off Brian Denny. <laughs> Still sticks in there, Tom. 
<laughs> Still smells like dead people. Yeah. Are you going to do cocktail or what? <laughs> what about cocktail two, Tom? Now that you've done Top Gun 2, what about we get the team back together <laughs> to mix more drinks in a sunny locale? <laughs> Elizabeth Shue's still alive. Yeah, she's She looks a fuck sight nicer than Kelly McGillis, mate. Have you seen her? She looks awful. I would do with yours. Yeah. Or Denny's. She looks like an old Wellington boot, mate, that's been covered <laughs> in sick. And shit. Uh, well, someone's taking a shit in the boot, mate. Yeah. yeah. Sick shit boot. All the way up to the top, spilling yeah. over just a little bit. The fecal and urinary matter. <laughs> anyway, what was I talking? Oh, yeah. Get Elizabeth Shoe back, mate. And uh, I think we're on to a winner there. I can call my old pal Brian Dennehy. Uh, I hear the spider and Emma living quite peacefully now <laughs> in a dump truck that he bought off the sanitation department of Illinois. So uh, he's doing well, is old Brian. Yeah. And uh, we're getting back. We could do a FX cocktail sequel crossover, mate, like those Avengers movies. Who wouldn't want that, mate? I play both characters. And I'm putting on lots of funny noses and beards and shit and going undercover. Who wouldn't want to see that, mate? And then all the time, I'm also mixing drinks on the side. Yeah, we've got Baz Luhrmann to direct it. Fucking Baz Luhrmann. That's some high-class shit right there. Worked with your ex-wife, Nicole Kidman. He fucking banged her in the ass. I heard that. <laughs> He's gay, but Nicole looks like such like a little trapped boy at sometimes that uh, he got all confused and uh, so enraged with lust was he that uh, he, he fucked her. He fucking, he fucking every socket, mate. There wasn't a socket in old Nicole while she was making uh, Moulin Rouge, which, by the way, translates in French as I fucker. Uh, and uh, he just went to town on her, mate. He found out she was single from you, and my God, mate, no hole was left unfilled with worm and spunk. And even though he's a bit of the old poofter, he still liked doing it to her, mate. Because she looked like a boy. <laughs> he made her wear a little wig. And a strap on. He did. Oh, mate, you should have seen the size of the strap on. Modelled on my prick it was. Grazed her knees. Big wobbly fucking dildo. It's amazing, mate. He took it all the way in as well. He's cavernous, is Lerman. And he's quite a goer. <laughs> Don't feel too bad, though, mate. Don't worry about it. I heard that at the very end when she was coming, she screamed your name out. <laughs> and so did he. And so did he. In fact, she had it, Tom Cruise at the same time. It was beautiful, In mate. fact, I didn't want to tell you this bit. I, I left it out of the earlier story. But she had a cardboard face mask of you, mate, strapped crudely onto her face with an elastic cord, like one of those kids' masks from the 80s. Only this one was a Tom Cruise mask of you grinning like a fool. She had it strapped to her face, mate, while Baz Luhrmann was giving her one. <laughs> I don't think she really wanted to split up with you, Tom. Truth be told, fair dinkum. What was weird, though, Tom, was that 
she had Baz Luhrmann himself uh, wear a Janine Garofalo mask. <laughs> I don't really know what all that's about, uh, but that was it. Garofalo and Cruz going at it, and really it was Luhrmann and Kidman. I loved it. And uh, actually they released the film uh, that they made of that sescapade and they called it Australia, mate. <laughs> Luckily nobody fucking went to see it. Otherwise you'd be fucked, mate. Luckily, on top of the Tom Cruise mask, there was a Hugh Jackman mask. No, what, top of- <laughs> what it was, mate, was that Hugh Jackman filmed the first half hour and then he filmed the last half hour and then in the middle, mate, they put the sex tape. So everyone thought it was this, like, wonderfully romantic film about Nicole Kidman and then they fell asleep. And then when they woke up, it was about Nicole Kidman and Hugh Jackman again. But in the middle, mate, the bit they missed, because it's a three-hour movie, mate, in the middle... That's the fucking, it's the bit that nobody watches because they're too fast asleep because the beginning is so fucking dull, mate. It's Baz Luhrmann's genius. <laughs> and he is a genius. Let's do Cocktail 2 and FX3, mate. Put them together. <laughs> I'm mixing drinks and changing my face at the same time. Who the fuck knows what's going on? Brian down here and you are standing off to the side, maybe touching each other's balls, mate. <laughs> Better watch Dennehy, though. He's got big old mitts on him. He's like a bear. Bear Dennehy. Bear Dennehy. He gets a bit gropey, too, mate, especially when he gets drowsy from all the cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what? <laughs> I need to know now, because I've got I've to drum up funds. I'm going to be doing some pitch meetings throughout Hollywood. I've got to tell them the whole sorry story. I promise not to tell them about the, the cardboard Tom mask that Nicole was wearing, but I will have to tell them that Baz Luhrmann's a fucking animal in the sack. Because I'll tell everyone. I'll tell everybody I meet, mate. I told the grocer just the other day. <laughs> I was in there for four hours. <laughs> four hours. Describing the veiny, veiny cock he made Nicole wear in intricate detail, mate. What I failed to tell you was it was black. (laughs) It's a big black rubbery dildo. All 15 inches of it, mate. Imagine that. Big fucking black anaconda coming at you between the sheets. Got nowhere to run. You're pinned down. Hugh Jackman's taking photographs. That's an image that'll stay with you, mate. That'll wake you up in the middle of the night sweating. Like Dennehy after a shit. (laughs) Uh, I hope he listens to this Brian Brown This is the most coverage Brian Brown's ever (laughs) The most coverage any show Has ever given to Brian Brown ever (sighs) (sighs) That That was an epic Improv that was that was that was Brian Brown at his Brian Brown breast. It was breast. Breast. That was me breast. and my breast, mate. I could do that all day. Yeah, I like breasts. I want to tell you all about this other movie I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't think of one right now. Nah. Right. So should we should we watch this film? Yes, let's. We're continuing. Why don't we talk about what movie we're doing? 
We are watching The Sweeper with C. Thomas Howell, directed by Joseph... Is it Joseph Mayhe? Yeah. Yes. Joseph... Joseph Mayhe. 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 It rhymes with mercy. I didn't even know that Brian Brown was in Australia. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. I noticed that as you were saying it. That was almost perfect. I, 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 was, actually, I was thinking, then. fucking hell, he, he does know Brian Brown. Well, yeah, no, Brian quite well. Because yeah. he's in it. I like gorillas in the mist, mate. Yeah, I fuck the gorillas. I saw Sigourney Weaver's mist, if you know what I mean. Yeah. She didn't realise she was taking one of those jungle shares because they didn't have any indoor plumbing, mate. She was out there, one of those bamboo huts with a self-fashioned bucket of water type shower thing where you pull it down on you. She didn't notice me in the bushes, mate. I had the FX guys dress me up like a gorilla. <laughs> I was hiding there, mate. I saw her bush, if you know what I mean. I got a few snaps of it, mate. Do you want to see? Polaroids. I was masturbating. I was. Well, I took them. Furiously, but luckily... I disguised my giant cock as a banana, so she just thought it was a gorilla wrapping a banana. Actually, it was me, mate. When I spoofed everywhere, she thought it was shower gel. She rubbed it into her armpits, mate. Luckily, she didn't go near the vajayjay, otherwise I could have got Sigourney Weaver pregnant. Because that's how nature works, mate. A mysterious beast. <laughs> so you get pregnant in Australia, you have to rub the sperm into the vagina. Right, rub it. it. <laughs> it's an old Aboriginal thing, mate. Have you seen Crocodile Dundee, Tom? Yeah. I wasn't in it, but there's a cutscene. Oh, there's a cutscene, Tom. Aborigines are just rubbing spunk into their vaginas trying to get pregnant by the big choo-choo ghost. Have you seen it? You should see it, Tom. It's a thing of bloody beauty. It bloody is. Brian Dennehy got pregnant the same way. Up his bum. Up his bum, because an Aboriginal, who's a little (laughs) bit handy, came up to him, covered his hand in spunk, mate. The old baby love juice. He went right up to Dennehy's ass crack, started rubbing it away. That's how the brown recluse had all those babies, mate. Uh, I hope Brian Brown doesn't listen to this. By some chance. Or do I hope he listens to it? It's my favourite podcast. I've been waiting. (laughs) I've been waiting all these episodes, long these many three years, mate. Because uh, we haven't mentioned that, but it's our three-year anniversary. It is. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just mentioning it now, an hour into the show, an hour and 20 <laughs> minutes into the show, but it's our three-year anniversary, mate. And, um, and yeah, uh, what was I saying? What was I talking about? Uh, Aboriginal spunk. No, but I was talking about something else, mate. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh... He's been he's been listening to the show for three years, waiting for us to talk all about him. And uh, when I found out that you talked all about me, I listened in in eager anticipation. And uh, I, 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 I became upset when you told my stories completely correctly, exactly as they happened. 
but uh, you didn't tell about the time, the bit that you missed out, uh, the bit that really would have, like, put the icing on the cake, if you, you know, if you want to know, was the time I met Paul McCartney, because I was in Give My Regards to Broad Street, and I fucked Linda, mate. <laughs> I fucked Linda, and Paul was uh, in the corner writing a song about it, and, uh... She wasn't, uh, she wasn't vegetarian that night because she ate my meat. She ate, I tell you what, she ate gallons of my spunk, mate. (laughs) Gallons. Because I hadn't fucked anybody in a few days, so it was all backed up, mate. Came out like a fucking choo-choo train up her nose and her fucking mouth and her ear holes. And all the time, Paul McCartney in the background, plinkety-plonk, plinkety-plonkety, plinkety-plonk. Oh, he's filling up my lady with his gong. <laughs> he never released it. It was meant to go on flowers in the dirt, mate. That was, that was going to be the album that he was going to put the song, He's Filling Up My Lady With His Cum. But uh, he never released it, mate. So I'll tell you what, when he dies and they release that, it's going to go for a fucking fortune, mate. He recorded it. You can hear me in the background. <laughs> That's all you can hear, mate, just this. And occasionally I go, Mick Dundee! Just occasionally, because I was so enraged that I didn't get that role. <laughs> Paul Hogan, fuck you! <laughs> you can just hear that in the background, mate. It's quite uh, atmospheric. Lends something to the song, mate. I could do the water buffalo goes to sleep thing too, don't you fucking know, you fucking Dundee prick? That's all you can <laughs> it's hear. Not right? a knife. Uh, <laughs> it's absolutely true. I'd like to hear that song. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like to hear that song. One day. Look high, I look low. Brian Brown is up in O's. He's filling up my lady with his cum juice. Ah, you got to love Brian Brown. He's amazing. I love Brian He's Brown. Good. He's good. He's good. I've got to watch FX and FX2 now. I have them on a double disc. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad at all. Ah. Right then, shall we watch this film then? Yeah, sure. What film are we watching? Why don't you tell people about it? The, the Sweeper, with C. Thomas Howell, directed by Joseph Mahay, and uh, uh, Jeff Fahey is in it as well. Um, I think there's about any famous people in it, there? But they're all famous in their own way. Yeah, who we got in it? We've got uh, C. Thomas Howell, Jeff Fahey, Ed Lautner... Ed Lauter, that's the one. That's the one, the main star, really. Yeah, it's, it's all about him, really. Yeah, yeah. He is the sweeper. He's the sw- sweeper. Yeah, it's good. It has a very uh, John Woo feel to it with all the gunplay. Yeah, and it's it's, uh, it's it's a lot like John Woo. Yeah, only without... style... No, it's got style. It's got style in abundance. And as well, I think the makers of The Matrix may have watched this. 
if you know what I mean. You, you'll see later anyway. But see, it's got a very matrixy feel at one point. Can you remember that bit? In what? In this movie? Yeah, in this movie. No. No? You'll see it. When There's a matrixy it, bit in it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Two, one, go. And we fade up from black to the PM Entertainment logo. We're back on our PM Entertainment classics, but we've gone rare. Last time we did the Michael Madsen movie. This time around we're doing a C. Thomas Howell movie. Um, and this just shows that PM Entertainment can make good action with anybody. Yeah, even with a gay pool cleaner. Yeah. C. Thomas Howell plays a uh, homosexual pool cleaner in this movie. <laughs> who's also a part-time assassin. An assassin for hire. And also someone who likes to sweep up things. Yeah. Hence the name of the movie, The Sweeper. Yeah. And here it is, downtown St. Louis. So you buy your wife that new car? Yeah, I bought my wife that car. I'm guessing it's downtown St. Louis, because it looks shit. Yeah, I'm guessing it's probably Skegness. Jeff Fahey on the right there. Yeah. A very young Ed Norton in the back. He was being very method for this role. Ed Norton yeah. had gone out and um, killed three hookers. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way Jeff Fahey talks. Oh, yeah. You know that, yeah. He's got a right twang in his voice. You're not going to believe that I'm in this movie next to Jeff Farhey. Look yeah. at me with my bald head and my stupid face. I'm probably just a stuntman doing this role so that later I can get beat up or shot or something. Yeah. Because you've never seen me in any other movie since then. But look at me, Dad. I'm acting with Jeff Farhey. Yeah, he's my hero. I'm playing a New York cop despite this being Los Angeles. <laughs> With Sesame Street crap like that, huh? Yeah, my kid watches Sesame Street. Yeah, and your kid's fat and he gets his ass kicked in school, doesn't he? You told me he gets his ass kicked in school, doesn't he? Nobody's kicking my kid. This is great dialogue, isn't it? Oh, it's sick. kid's fat and watches Sesame Street. Yeah. Gets his ass kicked in school because he's fat and watches Sesame Street. I think it's unfair because I was fat and I watched Sesame Street and had my I, ass kicked I, I in was, school. I was fat and I used to watch porn. And look I at, won. Look at me now. I have two podcasts yeah so look i'm no slouch either jeff fahey with your judgmentalness and your lawnmower man yeah, yeah fucking lawnmower man funny thing is that jeff fahey was in the movie the lawnmower man and it was quite a big hit and now he mows lawns for a living mm. it's like ironic really why the guy at the side is actually a sweeper and the guy in the back is ed norton yeah, no, wow. Yeah. Who just uh, was in he Birdman. Was... Playing a uh, serial rapist. So who he plays in it? No. Oh. <laughs> this, uh, this young lad is Max Slade. And he went off after this movie to pursue a career as a rock star. He didn't go off to pursue a career as a private eye in the 1950s, then. Max Schlade. Max Schlade. My name is Schlade. 
Look at these pimp motherfuckers. Look at that guy on the left with the coat. That oh, is, yeah. That is some miracle right there. Yeah. Clearly you know, all stuntmen just being hired for this one scene. There is some absolutely amazing fashion in this film. There is. Look at the guy in the middle. Look yeah. at him, Boogie Nights. Yes, that's Robert De Niro. He really wanted a part in this film. He's gone to the oversized hat shop. <laughs> hey, I want a hat three times too big for my head. Where do I find it? Look at that fucking medallion he's wearing. Yeah. I keep my bowling ball in my hat. Wax is going to fix your ass. Yeah. What, if, he, what if he's going to wax your ass? Look at that guy with the the big guy with the black t-shirt and the long alligator coat. What is yeah. all that about? I like him. That's uh It's like Jim Belushi or something. Yeah, it's uh what's his name? John C. Riley. It's his first film role. Oh, there were so many uh icons in this film, really. Yeah. It's where they all got started. Uh, yeah. And it's that's... it's still one of their most treasured movies. Yeah. Here we go. The young lad, so we are that's... How many minutes into the film? Five minutes and we've got action. Yeah. See that person with the blue hat? That's Peter Dinklage. It is. Back when he was tall. <laughs> Before he had himself miniaturised to make yeah. himself more interesting. Standout-ish. How many people does he run over in this sequence? <laughs> you never see yeah. that in movies, do you, when they're riding along the pit? He just ran somebody over on a bike. Yeah. Oh, he's wrecked that kid's party. Oh, my God, he killed the dog. How many people? Yeah, the balloons are dead as well. I love this. It is nuts. It is fucking nuts. You never see this in movies. You see them driving along a pier, but you always see people getting out of the way. Yeah. You never see it that he's driving along a pier and he's just knocking people out of the way. Yeah, because they didn't know they were filming. Yeah. And they just decided to do it. These <laughs> are real people. Yeah. Everyone in this opening sequence died. It's like an intense version of T.J. Hooker. And Jeff Fire was like, well, this, this man this has got to stop. It's meant to be just a movie. <laughs> but he's trying to stop it. <laughs> he just, they, they just drove over. Fire, he just drove over three people on a motorbike. He's a yeah. cop. Yeah. And now he's balancing on a bike. Oh, look at this now. Come on now. Oh, it is awesome. That is some fucking hard target shit right there. This was one hell of a fucking party. They must yeah. have spent... It's a fucking long pier as well. It is. This is the longest pier in LA. This, this yeah. pier actually reaches to Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the pier that goes right the way from Los Angeles all the way around to New York. Yeah. It actually links up to the Blackpool Pier. <laughs> Get out fucking where. No cuddly toys were harmed in the making of this movie. You'd hope not. Plenty of people Plenty were. of people, oh yeah, lost limbs and... And, and cake. This, like, instantly PM Entertainment goes, we can do it better than Hollywood. And they do do it better than Hollywood. This is, yeah. like, better than a Hollywood car chase. It's like Lars von Trier's film. He's like, do you want us to have sex, really? No, but we'll, we'll run loads of people over. Yeah. And that's really Jeff Fahey doing that. He's just yeah. trying to make it all stop. 
Yeah, and you know who's driving the car? Uh, Jeff Bridges. No, Little Jimmy Cranky. It's not. It is, yeah. Was it his first film as well? Yes, it was, yeah. Nice. That's a fucking hefty stunt. Look at that. Because you get sucked down under the water with that I car. wish I'd got sucked down. <laughs> By Jeff Warren. By like a mermaid. Oh, splash. Like, like, down a, down like a cock-chuggling mermaid <sighs> who loves a bit in her mouth. Yeah, because they can breathe in water, can't they? Oh, yeah, they can do whatever you want. I heard about this mermaid in San Diego. She even sticks a little pinky up your bum while she's doing it. Nice. Yeah. So it's the extra. It's extra. How much does that cost? Five clams. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah, a couple of whelks. Yeah. As long as it's a little pinky, not a thumb. Yeah. And she uses the whelks on her nip-nips. Oh, well, clamps. Yeah. I like that system. I like the way she's dancing. <laughs> I like the fact that they gave simple children a, <laughs> a role in this film. They went down to the local handicap school and said, uh, we need someone to dance a bit like a spaz. And the guy who ran the school went, take your pick, mate. <laughs> There's literally hundreds of children here who Take dance like spazzes. Because they are spazzes. Yeah, just cover me in this. Yeah, okay. I don't believe that Jeff or he'd go near her. He would. What was that all about? But only with a bag on her head. <laughs> don't take your bag off when you're talking to me. When he's down the precinct and people are like, oh, your wife's a bit ugly, isn't she? She's a bit old. <laughs> he goes, you think that, to look at her, but she does this thing in bed that I've not been able to find anyone else to do because I have some outrageous sexual requests. I'm a fucking animal. And so uh, she's the only woman he's found who can do it because she's a hermaphrodite. <laughs> Do you want to know something? What? So's Fahi. <laughs> That's what he likes to do. He likes to stick his winky in her hole and her winky in his hole. He loves it. Yeah. The weird thing is, though, neither of them has got a clitoris. <laughs> So it's only ever a vaginal orgasm and never a clitoral one. I didn't realize it was a different. <laughs> Female orgasm, that's the myth. Yeah. They a bit different round there, don't they? Halloween. <laughs> Jeff Farty's like, you should have hit my wife in the face. Have you seen it? <laughs> she gets up. <laughs> It's like Brooke Shields. Where are the kids? That's not nice. He called her a bitch. Yeah. Dead binge. Oh, look at that. Fuck the TV. It was She's great. Throwing her donut all over the TV. I love how this, the music comes on from the spastics dancing. <laughs> I'm dancing in my record. 
Look at that. He hates handicapped children. Yeah. He's going to make him suck his cock. Like, yeah. Like, there's something we do in the mafia. <laughs> it's an instigation ritual. Just just come here and put it in your mouth a little bit. That's it with the tongue. <laughs> okay. Get cock sucked. And get it goes in and he's sucking his cock. No, no, you're supposed to get the lad to suck your dick. Oh, I didn't realise that. I thought I had to nosh him off. <laughs> I also ate his asshole. I feel like such a fool. <laughs> Look at that shirt. When yeah. is this meant to have been set? No, this bit's 80s, isn't it? Why is everyone dressed like it's 1975, then? Maybe it is 70s. How old is he supposed to be here? About 16? What, and in the later movie he's meant to be like 58 or something? Yeah, see, Thomas Howe's supposed to be... Well, it's supposed to be set in about 95, so it probably is about... Probably is about... Probably is 70s. That shirt's certainly 70s. So what you're trying to tell me is that they've gone, uh, you know, historically accurate with this oh, movie. Oh, yes. Yes. Why would you do this as a criminal? Why would you do this? Because he knows he ain't got the pole. Why would you be like... I just shoot him. Yeah. Yes, I do. Is Jeff Farley, well, he probably is ball. Well, he's clitorisless. Yes. But he's not, we don't know if he's ballless or not. I presume he has balls. Oh, Betty White. Oh, she's just taking a dump on. Remember <laughs> Clannahan? Open, uh, open your eyes. Watch me take a dump. <laughs> she touches her boob. Do you remember Melissa? I've been feeling <laughs> She's grown. She's got really bad nipples now. She's got lovely mam-mams. <laughs> Wake up and touch the mam-mams. Wake up and touch the mam-mams. <laughs> She's only crying because she had onions for dinner. <laughs> oh, Jesus, isn't this? Nice. Is it Mary? She's left a lot of God-bothering shit by his bed. That's why he yeah. won't wake up. Yeah. Don't like God. She's being noshed off at the moment. You can see it in her face. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's sucking a cock. The other guy for the mafia is down below her legs. <laughs> I Jimmy, like... we told you it's the other <laughs> way around. I like wiggly labia. I like getting yeah. all over my facial parts. What can I say? I'm a giver. He's been in that coma for a long time. 15 years later, so yeah, that would have been 1980. Keep zooming in to see Thomas Howell's nipple. I want. I didn't pay all this money for C. Thomas Howell to be in a movie and not to see his nipple. Yeah, we all don't know to these C. Thomas. Move the camera down, not his face. Yeah, we Tony's fish nips. market, or as I like to call it, my grandmother's crotch. Here he comes. The height of fashion. Yes, that was all the rage in 1995. <laughs> 
Dressed <laughs> like a BG fan. Yeah, you look a cunt. Is that a beret that he's wearing? Yeah. Beret, leather waistcoat, over a T-shirt. Whatever the fuck that necklace is all about. Do you reckon see Thomas Howell got drunk one night? Went, I'm picking my own costume. Hell yeah. away. Oh, please don't. He went into the costume truck of that one. And that one. And I want a beret. Yeah. Look at his goatee. Yeah, stuck on, isn't it? She is... He... See Thomas Howell has eaten Joan Severance's pussy. <laughs> on... on on film in a movie called Payback. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you telling me I don't know, any commentary about that. It looks like he's fucking still got it round his mouth. Yeah, a remake of... Uh, a Postman Always Comes Twice. He's got aggression problems because oh. he saw his pop-pop die. Yeah. How did I give you up? By working my ass off, I had to provide for you. Yeah, he still loves it, though, doesn't he? What? His gran? <laughs> he still loves, uh, still loves his ex. Does he? Yeah. I don't think so. I think he just wants the sex. Yeah, I think he's like Oreo Speedwagon. He's, I'm gonna keep on loving you. Well, what's that other song? Uh, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Gotta, how's that go? Got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm easy man on what a band to run. That's what he sings just as he goes down on it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that hair. Look at that 90s hair. I used to rock a look like that in 95. What, with that leather waistcoat? No, not with the leather waistcoat, no. Do you know, nothing about her is actually real. She's an animatronic puppet made by KNB. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were testing it out for... Uh, Creepshow Yeah. Two. Yeah. Uh, she played the old witch. The nose is real. Right, but they had that removed off um, Zsar Zsar Gabor. Yeah. When she was having all that plastic surgery. Yeah. And her right nipple's real. But you can't see it in this vest. No, you can't see it, no. His sideburns are fake, but the rest yeah. of him is real. That bow tie is really a sex aid. <laughs> he makes midgets dress up in his bow ties. Yeah, don't we all, though? He makes them out of curtains. Old the curtains that he finds on boats that have been decommissioned. Little curtains, and he cuts them up and makes them into bow ties. That's how he makes his money. That's what he's been doing this whole time while he's been neglecting her and the kid. Yeah, but he's but been playing policeman. Playing policeman, but really he's been manufacturing bow ties, selling them on Venice Pier for a 50 cents and a crunchy. And he's also been making midgets. He has. Out of tissue boxes. And snot. Yeah. Now, I believe that goatee he's wearing is the, is the same one that Steven Seagal now wears. 
Yes, yes. He uh, it was a lengthy court battle, and he got the um, the rights to it. Stephen Scal did. They got the rights to his goatee, so C. Yeah. Uh, Tom Sal had to shave it off. Yeah, and they're fishing for old Wellington boots and condoms and dead hookers. Yeah, it's uh, no fishing. You see, no fishing for fish. Yeah, but uh, fishing for ponytail. That man's rocking. Yeah, he's got the undercut, the ponytail. What, what happened to my old uh, tablecloth? Yeah, the kid's wearing it. Oh, the bastard. It's just, it's a, he makes... That's what the movie's all about. He's a gay pool cleaner who makes all his own clothes. Yeah. Bye. He made those jeans out of stealing them off a middle-aged Christian woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baggy jeans. 90s. Oh, this looks like a great day, this does. Some racist music. Yeah. Because it's not actually black people who sing this song, it's Jewish people. <laughs> it's Jewish reggae. <laughs> the best kind of reggae. Look at this montage. Yeah. See Thomas Howell, he was one of the great improvisers. Yes, of his he was, day. yeah. He didn't, this wasn't actually going to be in it, but see Thomas Howell wanted it in there for well, his he character. Was, he was just so funny. He was like, take me on another pier and uh, let me show him the crabs. I've got this little thing I'm going to do with the crabs where I, like, point at them. And Joseph Murley was like, oh, that's amazing. That's the greatest uh, thing I've ever filmed. If you can pull that off, C. Thomas. you can point at a crab. C. Thomas Howell is crab pointer in The Crab Pointer. I know who she is. I was thinking about the day I pointed at crabs with my son. Fuck you. <laughs> I will have to greatest, dream. Greatest day of my life <laughs> after man, seeing my dad killed. A man can dream about the time I hit my son with an inflatable <laughs> Superman. You've never had that kind of life. I live it every goddamn day. Then let me touch your boobies. I like boobies. All right, go keep a pattern in there. I want you to mix it up a little bit. I got guys stashed all over this place, so when he makes his moves back off, let's take him down. I like the fact that they have all this preparation and all this stuff already, and they've got all this high-tech equipment and everything, and they completely bodge it up. <laughs> Shit is a job. I like that guy in the background. <laughs> He's DJing. <laughs> yeah. Hi, what? I do this service where I show up and I DJ crime scenes. <laughs> I play a lot of music by the police. <laughs> Roxanne. <laughs> Come on, tonight's going to be great. It's going to be murder. <laughs> Giant steps are what you take. <laughs> undercover cops. The redhead's really an undercover. Man. We will fuck it up. Well, I guess you call it stupid cunts, but they just can't do their job right. They just, they just, they just keep fucking it up. They just, they just... He's just grinning at himself in the background. He's got a cat that says, kiss me, I'm Irish. But only on my knob. <laughs> do you know criminals who'd be, like, casing the joint in order to uh, uh, mug a woman... They wouldn't notice several highly <laughs> t- 
colourful wearing clothed cops in the back of a truck. They wouldn't notice that. Yeah, one of them's DJing. <laughs> you, you, you having your own little party in there? Yeah, it's great in there. Yeah. Look at all this high tech shit. And all they're trying to do is catch a mugger. Just have someone sat in the car by the fucking ATM. And, and see a killer or something. Instead of spending all this money on all this equipment, you'd spend 25 cents on the fucking meter. So, see, Thomas, let me ask you, did we catch the guy? Uh, no. What do you want to do? And what did you do? Well, we sat in a truck in a... Oh, hang on. Well, we sat in a truck in a, a parking garage, and uh, we hired a DJ at $1,000 an hour, <laughs> and uh, we ate uh, gourmet food, and... Uh, what? The bill for this is millions of dollars. <laughs> Sorry, Ames, didn't mean to scare you. They've literally fucked this up. There's, That's an uh, Marky Mark. suit. It's Marky Mark, an early performance by Wahlberg. Yes. I love it if instead of stabbing her, he just, he just did it right there over the cash machine. Oh, he's that fat guy. It's not really fat, it's just old. That's it. I like the way the C. Thomas Howard's like, send the old guy out first. <laughs> that way, if he's killed. How did, how did he beat C. Thomas Howell to him? Because he's old. C. Thomas Howell pushed him out first. Yeah, you can't get him. You go, do like Charlie. Nice. Okay, boss. I'm a little old and I've had a hernia. Shut up, Charlie. Go get him. <sighs> It's your last day on the job. He can run pretty good for a guy in a suit. Yeah. This is a pretty good late. foot chase, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, finishes really well as well. I love this music. I've got this soundtrack. Yeah, me too. I've got on it on, um, on tape and on 8-track. Oh, yeah? And on vinyl. I didn't get the CD, but I did get the mini disc. Yeah. Remember they used to release albums on yeah, mini disc? Yeah, yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Little known fact, this was the only soundtrack available on mini disc. Yeah. Well, it was this and the big chill. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Just those two. Which wasn't the actual Big Chill soundtrack. It was all songs by Kevin Costner's band. Inspired by Big Chill, because, of course, he just played the corpse, didn't he? Yes. If that stunt had gone wrong, he would have slid off the edge of that building. Yes. Which would have been hilarious. <laughs> Don't waste the shot. Film it. Film it. Film him falling to his death. Look at this. Such good action in this movie. Yeah, first ever parkour film this film is. It was, yeah. In fact, they invented parkour for this movie. Yeah. Then they forgot about it again for about ten years. District B13 makers watch this and go, we will never be as good as this. It's bloody... It is good, though. Come on. It is good. It is good. It is fucking... PM Entertainment just knew how to crank out the action. They were like, we're going to do a roof chase. It's going to be the most ludicrous roof chase you've ever seen and they're like yeah. how are you going to make it ludicrous we're going to cast C. Thomas Howell <laughs> as an action man is he going to dress like a gay pool clinic yes of course he is that's fantastic he's going to bring his own look I will take you down arrest you and then I will clean your pool 
Yeah, for only $8 an hour. I've got a net and everything. It's not that difficult. Oh, oh we've gone over the edge. Look at that. You've got to look at this, and anything could have gone wrong at the last minute. Yeah. I mean, I presume that there's, like, no padding or anything down there. It's PM Entertainment. I doubt it. They don't know what padding is, do they? Yeah, I think the only thing I'd have ever done differently with this film is, right. instead of see Thomas Howell, is I'd have cast somebody else. And I would have written a decent script because there, it was meant to be talking. It was that was meant to be a quip, and he was like, "I heard you're afraid of heights. What's that called? Vertigo? That's not even a quip. That's just no, that's, that's, that's like a general. No, yeah, that's like a general knowledge question. I love that. And that one. is a good kill. That's a good way to kill someone, even Isn't if you it? can see both um, the harness and the. Yeah, it looks like he's attached by his back, not his neck. It's bloody good, though, isn't it? It is good, yeah. I don't think C. Thomas Howe would be... I think if they, if they had cast Zach Galligan, it would have been better. Or Judd Nelson. No, if it was Nelson, it would have been legitimately good. Um, <laughs> Fred Savage. Oh, Fred Savage. Look at that right there. They left him hanging there, didn't even tell the city about it. No. They went, just, just drive away. <laughs> Someone will clean it up. Yeah. He clean it up, he's a pool cleaner, he pool clean that as well. Do you know they're still looking for who killed that guy <laughs> to this day? They haven't seen the movie because it just wasn't widely distributed. We should really cut him down now, shouldn't we? No. He's a landmark. We can go see him in LA. Seagal did the music for this yeah. I can slip right through your hands. Oh. Gosh, she goes a bit, isn't she? There he is. There's uh, a younger Nick Nolte. Yeah. Get your breath <laughs> Look at that guy's beard. He's got yeah, a little pointy huge. beard. I love this scene. When I watch this, this movie, I watch this scene on repeat. Not this bit, but the bit earlier with her titties. <laughs> They're almost p p popping out. She looks properly washed up, doesn't she? Yeah, she does, yeah. No, it's C. Thomas Howell. C. Thomas Howell is actually allergic to water, and it gives him the same high as cocaine. <laughs> That's why he only drinks water in all his movies. The underwear that that woman is wearing is based on a torture device that was invented by the Spanish Inquisition. Lovely. Called it the crop splitter. Oh. Liam Neeson watches this and goes, Nine. <laughs> Nine? I have personally killed and fucked over <laughs> 89 people. And that's just in the first five minutes. Yeah. Nine. That's what I call a good day's work. That's what I yeah, call lunch, fuck. C. Thomas Howell. That's <laughs> what I call a day off. Oh, I like this place. Look at this. This is some high-tech 
photography shit right here. Look at this guy, Judge Reinhold. I got some uh, titty pics of this lady right here. What do you think? <laughs> worth, worth looking at? Oh, my God. Look at those. Not bad. Nice titties. I would never I, I printed one for myself because I'm a pedophile. <laughs> the best points of this job is I get to see other people's nudie shots. And I go around the back and I whack off into the photo development equipment. And uh, that's why all the, the prints in this shop are like streaky. I'm not going to get in any trouble for this, am I? Because I wank off in the photo development fluid. And I'm abnormally tall. So that, that's where it is. He's, he's found pictures of the kid or something. You know, he's found pictures of her boobs. I thought it was naked pictures of the kids. And the boobs. Was it boobs as well? No, I, I'm kidding. I'm, it's, it's the kids. Oh. So he just indiscriminately goes and beats up this guy. Hi, I'm a scary woman. I'm going to talk to you like this. Hi, you want to talk to me? Meanwhile, see, Thomas Howe's going to beat up your dad. Y you want to watch? Okay, let's let's find a good place to go watch, shall we? It'd be great if they went over and it was actually they were questioning the little girl because there was pictures of the bloke. <laughs> right. Nude, and it's the girl who's been taking pictures of him. The girl's, like, straddling him with a big whip. and She just leaves the girl just there. The girl's now run off. Is trying to eat ice cream out of a, a bucket by a tramp's. Look at this guy. They found someone even more ridiculous looking than C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> I love that that's the rationale. He goes, she's six years old and naked. He's like, fuck you, she's my stepdaughter. I'll make her naked at any age that I want her to be naked. The girl's literally gone, look. The girl's run off and is... is Currently stealing candy bars. I love it when he jumps on him. Why'd you do that? I'm gonna jump on you. Why didn't you just go and stamp on He's his just fucking ruined head? all that merchandise. All that guy was trying to do was sell some shitty Yeah, I'm just trying to make a living, you cunt. You idiot. We could have taken him in on this. But now, now, can you say police brutality? You better hope nobody in that crowd had a video camera. You see my 1996, you'd have seen it. <laughs> she turns around and goes, It's bad enough these guys are filming it. <laughs> I should be so lucky. Kylie Minogue, 1987. Am I right? What, her? No, he just said I should be so lucky. I thought he was playing nameless. Oh, oh, right. Guess the song. Yeah. She does not look like a drug-taking person. No, she doesn't. She looks like a air hostess. She does, yeah. They love drugs. <laughs> I'd have to be high to fly all the time. <laughs> It's such a shame because I really wanted to see this slightly middle-aged, ugly woman's tits. I mean, he think he can just sit up watching the Power Rangers pour milk on his shit and just let it go, right? 
Instead, she just talks at him. Yeah. I'd be like, take that red jacket off. Show me your boobies. I bet she's got huge nipples. <laughs> Cocoa puffs are alright. Cocoa puffs. Cocoa puffs are alright. Like, this scene oh, was all improvised. <laughs> It would have been funny to see Thomas Howard. I fucking hate Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> That's only about the time that I was eating Cocoa Puffs and it tore both the knees in my jeans. <laughs> Before Cocoa Puffs, I had perfect jeans. Now look at them. Fuck you, Cocoa Puffs. He's all right having a little rip in your jeans. That's taking the piss. How did you tear your jeans while eating Cocoa Puffs? Well, it's a funny story. <laughs> But there I was, eating Cocoa Puffs, when in walked this fucking alligator. What's she going on about now? He's got one single vase look on that shelf behind there. Do you like what I did with the vase? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to move into home decoration after I've finished in the police force. Just like he was going out of style, right? <laughs> so you, me... She's still talking about cereal while taking... This is the weirdest fucking scene. I think this is called film. filler. I'd like to fill her. Yeah. She, she's got, like, one of Gloria Honeyford's um, brooches on, like, yeah. a little heart pin. Yeah, that fucking got his attention. Fucking hell, she's well eyed. You could sing anything. The funny thing is, is that like the way he was like, I know that motherfucker, and the way that they're having a conversation about cereal, you know somebody watched a Tarantino movie. Oh, yes. They were like, let's stand around and have them talk about something innocuous before Ed Lauter shows up in order to join in in the threesome. Yeah. It's exactly. not gay if the woman is watching when I touch your bum hole. If he's kissing her, he's... He's, he's sucking my cock and had a lot of head pops up and goes, <laughs> yeah, he did sing the song and you were a promise to best blow job ever. I read louder, damn it. <laughs> and I give the best head in Hollywood. Yeah. It's not gay if you've sang the theme to a, <laughs> <laughs> to a commercial. <laughs> That's what I love about Ed Lauter. He's got a really nice shiny head. And I'll pay you because you let me lick it. That's not really money in there. It's just a really big chalk ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, did you want a magnum? <laughs> just the walls, chalk ice. There's just one dollar bill in there. <laughs> There's plenty more of that. The one dollar bill wrapped around the chalk ice. <laughs> Don't rip. spend it all on <laughs> crack. <laughs> Get yourself some new jeans. I'm going to come back and lick your bum all. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. A policeman. It's not oh. gay if there's a woman in the room. 
I'm beginning to think C. Thomas Howell has only got one nipple. Yes. Because they don't want to show the other one, do they? No. Maybe it was just like a one nipple close. <laughs> Santa I don't Claus. do full nudity. That's Santa Claus's um, biracial son. One nipple close. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. Santa Claus's tearaway son. I could never get that kid straight. He's always stealing shit. One nipple claws, we call him. See, Thomas Howe's having a wet dream. He is. He wakes up in those lovely ripped jeans that be spuffed all over. <laughs> he didn't see any of that. So no, I was just thinking that. that. He thing. actually saw fuck all, really. He's just having flashbacks, having watched this movie. He's like, oh, I can't <laughs> make it stop. <laughs> what am I doing with my career? I was in The Outsiders. I've been directed by Francis Ford Coppola, for fuck's sake. Oh, it's gone warm. <laughs> Didn't help at all. Fucking. Ah, uh, downtown. Blackpool. Yeah. Oh, he's put on his silver t- silver horn, look. Yeah. That's actually a uh, representation of Brian Brown's knob <laughs> in a necklace form. Yeah, have you seen the sweeper? Have you seen my knob hanging around Sue Thomas Howe? It's funny how it got there. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> so there was me, Val Kilmer, and... Uh, Harvey Keitel and we were sitting around by the pool and uh, Harvey revealed that um, he had this little man growing out of his back <laughs> like a little midget fellow. <laughs> <laughs> he started off as a wart with an eye and over the years he grew into a little man little creepy like quato man Growing out of his back. So uh, I said, Harvey, I'll give you $50 in Monopoly money. If I can lick it. If I can <laughs> lick it. <laughs> Harvey said, sure. So Val Kilmer was there. He was making some poetry and uh, painting a picture of his dong in wax. And uh, Gloria Estefan was singing <laughs> lying on the piano dressed as a velociraptor <laughs> so there I am licking Harvey Keitel's growth baby <laughs> and in walks she Thomas Howe and what he does quite unknown to me because I'd only just met the guy and I was busy looking <laughs> Harvey Keitel's back midget. Is that he likes to dip guys' dongs in lead. Who have achieved in their career. And then make necklaces out of it. That's what he did with mine. Yeah, I'd never heard of such a thing. Took me unawares while I was licking <laughs> Keitel's growth baby. <clears throat> 
It's also the night that Harvey Keitel came up with the script for Blue Smoke. Without the bounty. Was he in a movie called Blue Smoke? Uh, smoke and blue in the face, was it? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I'll combine the two. Right, blue in the face was when I blew my load into <laughs> Kytel's face. We had a smoke afterwards. Yeah, we had a smoke. I smoked his pole. <laughs> I can't remember the pole's name. I think it was Jürgen. So it was me, Lou Diamond Phillips, and whoever was left from the cast of MASH. And we're all downtown in a hot tub. And Kathy Bates was giving me a sweet shoulder rub <laughs> with some lube that she'd made out of the drippings from her nipples when she was heavily pregnant with a badger that she gave birth to. People don't know this, but she gives birth to all the woodland creatures in the Oregon and Californian woodland. They all come out of Kathy Bates's snatch. He's loving this. Yeah, the he technicality was that he was sucking off a smurf. <laughs> He loves ball gags and being tied up, so we did that to give him pleasure just yeah. before I shoot him. Basically, this is an undercover, underworld, never heard of before vigilante squad. I love the name, though. The name is so shit. Come on in the den. I'll leave you my phone number on your answer machine. J.I. It's because it was started by Jews. <laughs> Not that anyone would believe him anyway. Oh, by the way, what does J.I. stand for? Justice Incorporated. <laughs> See, Thomas, sounds like that's the shittiest name <laughs> of anything I've ever heard. You should tell people that it's Jews, Inc., <laughs> Funny that you should say that. Do you know that Jews produce 97% of the world's ink supply? Did you know Jews give out 90% of the world's Jews? The other 3% <laughs> we're flummoxed on. The other 3% I think are grown in a garden... By Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno is a lovely Jew gardener. He's deaf in both ears. But weirdly can hear pitch perfectly out of his bum hole. <laughs> it's a good thing he's tall, so really short children shout, and he can hear him whistling through his little tiny rectum. Because he may be a big fella, but he's puck it up tighter than a dingo's didgeridoo. When he farts, he whistles. Little high-pitched whistles. In fact, some of them were sampled and used in Eminem's song, The Real Slim Shady, which I, Brian Brown, wrote <laughs> after I saw Tom Selleck's knob 
at a baseball game in 1987. Guns. Love some guns. See, Tom sounds like fucking useless. I wish they'd left me some cooking utensils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How am I meant to cook waffles without any waffle iron or spatula? Yeah, I love waffles. All oh, you've given me are these fucking guns. <laughs> There's no plates, no bowls, no knives, no forks, and I love doilies. Get me some fucking doilies, Ed Louder. The budget doesn't cover doilies, C. Thomas. You know that. Do you want some more baggy jeans? <laughs> I've torn the holes in them like you like. No. What you've done here, you see, is you've torn the crutch out. I like the knees, not the crutch. I wouldn't be able to wear C. Thomas Howell's jeans. If I did, you'd see the end of my knob dangling out of the holes. Because did I tell you before, but my knob scrapes the side of my jean, my knees. You're seeing both nipples there? Yeah, oh yeah. He probably gave up the rights. Look at this guy. What do you think okay. of my uh, lifelike painting of Los Angeles that I've had done all over this war? I couldn't afford an apartment with windows, so I had this really clever blind fellow paint this picture for me. Look at that hair grease. He <laughs> looks like an orthodox Jew. Well, that's John Cleese. Yeah. Right! What I'm trying to do here is ha have a wonderful hotel facility. Bring me Connie Booth. I used to shag her. I've seen Connie Booth naked. Where? There is a movie called uh, Love and a Double Bass in which yeah. her and John Cleese run around naked all the way through it. And you see bush and boobs and everything. Mm -hmm. It's a comedy though. It's not titillating, then. It's not titillating, no. But she has got bloody big norks. What's that called? <laughs> Love and a double bass or something. Romance and a cello. I forget what it's called. That guy's watched one too many Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. And that's Brian Brown. Romance with a double bass. That's it. Get out of here. You could probably Google pictures of her nips. <laughs> I'd be surprised if they hadn't put Connie Booth's nips on Google images because she's in such high demand. Yeah, oh yeah. IMDB. Sex and nudity. The actors lose their clothes while skinny dipping and proceed to walk around nude for most of the film. Shows full frontal breast and crotch shots and extended butt scenes. Complete nudity. I'm going to Google Connie Booth now. <laughs> Connie Booth naked. And then, if the listeners don't mind, I'm going to have a wank. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there's quite a lot of images on uh, <laughs> Google Images. She had big 70s bush. No problem. Yeah, I understand that. That's no problem. She pat him down. down I searched him. He's clean. Did he bring the money? He brought the money. There's actually a faked... There's actually fake porn. Uh, like a faked porn photograph of... Connie Booth and John Cleese pulling back and Connie Booth dressed as uh, Polly <laughs> and and John Cleese as Fawlty Tower as Basil Fawlty about to lick her snatch. <laughs> Have you looked it up? Right. If you look up Connie Booth naked, you'll see it. Richmond finds out I invited you oh, up here. <laughs> Seems to me he thinks you guys are working for the cops somehow. Where's this? Is this down the list? I kill cops. Who did that? <laughs> like, who was like, you know what the world needs? Faulty Towers porn. It's like, you know, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel when you've gone, you know what, I've done some of the great fake nudes of our time. Ever since the internet existed, I've been making fake nudes of celebrities. But guess what? I ran out of celebrities. So I've done Cotty Booth. (laughs) See, Thomas Howell in this movie looks a bit like grown-up. Uh, he looks like a, a large version of Peter Dinklage from the station agent. Yeah, it does a bit, yeah. Him and Dinklage could have been brothers. I wish they were. In fact, have we got records on that? They might be. Yeah. I wonder which one got all the acting skill. Dinklage, and then uh, yeah. C. Thomas Howe got all the height. Yeah. You know, because nature giveth and nature taketh away. It certainly took something away from him another good chase this is you see, you see the action's great in it and it's got a the storyline's you know bonkers as all yeah, fuck. bonkers it's been done before but I just felt with the right lead because I don't think he's the right lead for it good job that car was just waiting there this is a brilliant sequence I couldn't believe it when I was watching it how long this went on for yeah The thing I liked about Connie Booth is she was so wholesome. She was a wholesome 70s chick. So what I did was I made fake nudes of her. It's got Graham Crowden in it. Crowden. Well, did he have fake nudes? No. And Andrew Sachs was in it as well. June Whitfield. She was a bit of a slut, weren't she? She's still alive. Who is? June Whitfield. June! Claire, when she was a baby, was held by June Whitfield. What, when she abducted her? (laughs) (laughs) 
June Man, Whitfield. Geez. People don't know this about June Whitfield, but she used to be a fucking kidnapping whore. <laughs> How many babies did she get away with before they caught her? Six. One of them was my good lady wife. Yeah, one of them was Claire. And then, didn't she have to do that sitcom for, like, penance? Yes, she had to do Terry and June for free. Yeah. <laughs> Listen now, June, you've gone round and kidnapped quite a lot of children. Even killed a couple of them, so... Yeah, uh, we, we all like a laugh. Yeah, but uh, you did take it a bit far, so uh, sorry, you've got to do these seasons of Terry and June for free. Ah, oh, PM Entertainment blow things up better than anyone. They really do. This defies all scientific reason. And fact. And fact. But it does... There is more explosions in this one sequence than in the whole of uh, Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella. <laughs> oh. I wonder why Hollywood went to Kenneth Branagh instead of make Cinderella. And oh, do you know what I hate about it? Cinderella's bound to make money... So, like, Kenneth Branagh gets to make more movies because Hollywood thinks, you know, that Kenneth Branagh, every movie he makes is popular. But it's like, yeah, because Thor was a Marvel movie. Everyone's going to go see that. The Jack Ryan one, although it was shit, was also a Jack Ryan movie, so everyone wants to go see that. And then Cinderella, all the kids are going to go see that. Oh, yes. Oh, that's how in a couple of weeks? Oh! What is? Cinderella. It's Cinderella, like Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh. Get me Kenneth Branagh. Get me that Kenny, Kenny Baker. Get. (laughs) I want to make movies. Get back in the tin can, Kenny. (laughs) I want you to direct the new Cinderella film. I can do that. I'm quite quite a good director. I just need a stool. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's in the corner going, uh, I think they wanted me, Kenny. Fuck you, Kenny. <laughs> the fi- <laughs> it's the fight we've all been waiting for. Yeah. It's Kenneth Branagh versus Kenny Baker in a fight for the century. A fight to the death. I will be playing Hamlet, Du Bois, and you will be playing R2-D2. We will fight, and then Anthony, what's his name, will commentate. Oh Jerk dear. off on a fish. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. I appear to have got out my metal willy. <laughs> I've gone all stiff. Right. Look at that! They've killed him. Now they're eating him. Hey, Mark. I like meat. Not Come over and watch the way my wife slaps meat on the grill. <laughs> Is that his wife in it? I don't know. Rachel? He's fucked her. Hope you don't mind us making ourselves at home. That was a bit slutty. I harmed it all my own. I don't mind making ourselves at home, but I took a massive number two in the bed. (laughs) (laughs) I took a shit in your fridge. (laughs) It backed up the pipes and now raw sewage is flooding into your bedroom. Member of the Concrete Lion hit team. 
I love this. Joseph Mary. Maybe we could have a scene where Ed Lauder and, and, and this chick and C. Thomas Howell sit around and have dinner. Won't that be lovely? Perfect time to strike. Uh, is there any way, uh, Joseph, we can make the table explode? I don't know. Get on it. We could, we could try. Criminals without some of them getting scared and deciding to come over to your side. Still pigeons. Exactly. Rachel will be accompanying you on the trip. No, 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 she's not coming. I do have to understand, C. Thomas, is that Rachel uh, did the best vacuum cleaner impersonation I've ever seen. A woman? It would give me did that. And C. Thomas, I just looked at me and What does that mean? She fucks. She mouth fucks. This can whole film. You, can I call you C? This whole film is really about Ed Lauter trying to get. See Thomas Maybe. Howell into three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he tried with the uh, airline woman at the beginning, and then he's trying now with this redhead. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I, I stole this from Boyga King. <laughs> Mark, he won't take it. Are you marrying a priest? I'm not giving the money to Elliot. I'm giving it to you. You do whatever you want with it. Throw in the trash you don't want. Are you leaving? I've never seen you like this. What's going on, Mark? I've never seen you with money, Mark. Mark, you can't just walk in here and hand me a, a bag full of thousands of dollars and then just walk away. Try saying it louder. I'd love it if all the bums came scurrying out. What, what, what do they say? <laughs> just sort of all like running down the pier towards... It'd be great if you looked in the bag and there's just one solitary one dollar bill in there. Don't do this to me. I've never seen you with this man of money before, Mark. So, I like the idea of her going, you had me a bag full of thousands of dollars. You just hear, what, 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 what? And then you hear, like, <laughs> scurrying. It sounds like crabs went <laughs> over. And then they, they just run into the pair of them, flattening them. One guy grabs a bag, I got it, I got it. <laughs> they run off down the road. And it blows up. <laughs> you see it later in the movie, there's a... There's a hobo down on the beach rubbing his dirty tits with <laughs> hundred dollar bills. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Homeless men. Why don't they lap dance for money? <laughs> what? Lap dance? Why don't they do lap dancing for money? I don't know. It's a good question. It is a good question. I'm going to go out onto the streets tomorrow with a recorder and ask them. And say, if you've got any change, I'm going to go. Why don't you do lamp dancing? Yeah, that's the honestly, that's the sensible thing to be doing. That they stink. Mexico. Is it Mexico? This is Detroit. Um, no, I think this is when they came to England to film that segment. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, it's Leeds. It's hotter than hell here. Someone ought to turn them on to that new invention called air conditioning. I think they're probably used to it, though. God, Who are? The Mexicans. I think they're probably used to the heat. 
What, her tits? Yeah, they're not used to those. Oh, look at them. Ah, gringo. Hey, let us, let us look at the titties, OK? <laughs> <laughs> My wife doesn't have any of those. I clean your windows and at the same time I look at the titties, okay? I don't charge you. Yeah, they look nice and big and juicy like a man's. When I clean your windows, I clean with my cock. <laughs> I wipe and wipe and my little willy. <laughs> okay, she's... Do you want to make love? Gay! Do you want to fuck me over this table like a donkey on heat? He just trying to make love and said, knocking at the door and Edelard so what was it is is this my cue yeah <laughs> Tom sounds like I'm still thinking about it and the, uh, the little Mexican I don't have to think about it I just do it <laughs> I pound your puppies there's no way you'd find C. Thomas Hal attractive not with what he's wearing, and not with that look that he's got. Listen, lady, do you want me to clean your pool or what? <laughs> <laughs> do you mind if I use your leggings to wank off with? That would be hilarious if you just unzipped and you just hear him go, <laughs> Oh, bum-bums. Yeah. Shoots her. She's like, I can't believe. And then here he does, he just creeps in, look. <laughs> Fully dressed on the bed one minute, completely naked, creeping into the shower the next. Yeah, he's trying to look cool on the bed, but I bet he didn't look cool trying to get all his clothes off. She's like, I didn't invite you in here. What are you doing? This is rape. <laughs> Just because I flashed my tits at you does not mean that you are allowed to do this. Yeah, he's still got safe sex, though. He's still got his socks on. She's like, I just want you to wear that leather waistcoat one more time. <laughs> The pool cleaning outfit does it for me, but the leather waistcoat, that's really where it's at. Cool, see Thomas Howell's got big tits. Oh, no, wait a minute, that's, that's her. It's quite racy for a PM Entertainment movie. Yeah. What are you doing back there? It's just the noises I make. Shut up. Is this not to anyone? Does this turn me on? No. <laughs> Making those noises. Uh, <laughs> no, he said behind again. Can you stop that? I'm trying to concentrate. <laughs> Ma, come on, open the goddamn gate. Where is he? Down to the right. Take him. Frying out here. Nobody can handle the heat, can they, in Mexico? I wish we'd done a drug bust in North Dakota. <laughs> That's a big stiff he's got. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to me. 
That's because Brian Brown is the stunt penis on this movie. Yeah. Never tell you about the time I was a stunt penis on the sweeper. It'd be cool if this was Zorro. And Ed yeah. Lanter was really Zorro. That'd be awesome. I tell you, there was no need for this. The guns will be delivered to Los Angeles before you return. You know what, my shirt? This shirt cost me two dollars. So I could budget Madsen. Shit accent. That won't fool me. Comes Rick Astley. What the hell was that? It's sounding like a gun. Is Jeff DJing Sounds of Guns and Explosions <laughs> Volume 4 again? That's a good throw. Not only that, but that grenade exploded three times. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Poor bastards, they've done nothing wrong. They just work for this guy. Didn't even shoot at him. That's a pretty good gunshot. It's violent. The squibs are good on it. Look at that mook. <laughs> Honey, look. He's got ketchup on him. He'd had McDonald's earlier and he'd secreted a ketchup packet in his top pocket. Idiot. There's some bloody good explosions in this place, yeah. isn't there? I think from this point, all it is is just action scenes. <laughs> What's that? I think when someone picks up a gun and fires back at you, the best thing to do is just to stand still and let him shoot you. Yeah, yeah, just become just become a sitting target. This is all about him trying to get his um, uh, waistcoat back. Oh, the Booth yeah. brothers are after him. <laughs> He's trying to get the pool cleaning services. See, yeah. John Wood. It's pretty cool, though, right? Oh, it's good. I mean, really, it's. It's better than it has any right to be. Except the C. Thomas Howard's wearing a baseball hat that says, I bring the pain, or whatever it says. Yeah, that's pretty shit. Yeah. And this doesn't look like people actually having a gunfight. It looks like children playing at a gunfight. Yeah. I got your <laughs> waistcoat back, C. <laughs> The only thing I'd say about it is, for this highly secretive force, they make a lot of noise. They don't have to leave bodies lying around. They leave a lot of bodies. I would have thought that it'd be like Leon, the professional, go in there, get it done, and don't bring any attention to yourself. Obviously, this is some kind of plot against me. Pulp and Grub's deaths were too close. Concrete line will have to be dissolved. What about me? Oh, don't worry, we'll pick it up again later. I want you to destroy all records. I've got this idea. 
What you do is you take big slabs, big square slabs, then you take a hammer to them, and they get jagged edges, and then you put them back together to make a pavement. I'm going to call it crazy paving. <laughs> I think it's going to be big. I've got a call from Alan Titmarsh. He's on the phone. He wants some of that crazy paving for his garden show. When? The one with Charlie Dimmock? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I like I'm going to make a thousand dollars. She's floppy titted. You didn't utter a word for five years. Who told you that? I know you like an old familiar soul. Silent blue. What does that mean? That's my favorite song. <laughs> Sing it for me, Ed. Silent blue. Yes. I don't sing. Just sing. Silent blue. <laughs> oh, I like a bit of silent blue. I like it on the more. <laughs> no, no, Ed. Sing the other version. <laughs> L.A. was cold that night. I had to put my gun next to my cock just to keep it warm. <laughs> They're going to blow up that whole tower building. Yeah, hi, it's Rachel. He said he... No, I'm not wearing any clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's right, I've got my fingers inside me. Oh, God, Ed, do you always have to call up and have sex with me over the phone right at the end of opportune moments? Why can't you just do it with me in the flesh? Listen, I, I watch... always do support sex. I watch Get Carter. Michael <laughs> Caine does it with Brett Eklund. So I'm going to do it with you, whether you like it or not. Then he has sex with an old haggard landlady. I think Faulty Towers should be a big hit. <laughs> Fuck off, John Claude Van Damme. He is. Can we get a budget Sean Connery? Yeah. <laughs> but of course you can. <laughs> I was in Highlander. Well, you should no. be in that playing a Spanish man. I was in... Did you like my accent? I was in Bystander. It was like Highlander, but the budget version. And weirdly, it's not that there can be only one. There can be only thousands of us. <laughs> There's thousands of bystanders in the world, Thomas. I'm merely just one of them. She senor. Oh. Just tore his cock off. Yeah. Mr. Richmond. Fuck are you? I'm Mark Goddard. I've come to clean your pool. <laughs> I've cleaned every pool from here to the Pecos. I also dodge bullets. This is good now as well, because he's on fire for fucking ages. Get off me! <laughs> Oh, the fire uh, on me. Uh, uh, Wait a minute, I seem to be on fire. Give me a second. Oh, uh, could, could you hand me a towel? Is there, is there, uh, could, uh, do you have a wet cloth? What about a blanket? Hang on, something. Like, his first initial thought is, jump out the window. Yeah. I could probably just walked out the way of him. Nice. 
limping away from an exploding van full of dead guy. Yeah, I mean, what did was it? Was that full of petrol or C4? <laughs> no, it just a burning guy fell into a van. That automatically means it gets to blow up. clean the pool. I ended up setting a guy on fire. That always happens with me. Are you finally come here to wax my back like I asked you? <laughs> Are you flirting with me, C. Thomas? I wish you'd just give it up. You realize I told you I swallow. You realize it's not gay if you do it in a room full of books and wood. Yeah, it's not gay if you do it in a personal library. You should do it in a big leather chair. <laughs> it's not gay if my name's Ed and your name is C. <laughs> you understand not, what I'm saying? It's not gay if Brian Brown tells Tom Cruise a story about this in ten years' time. <laughs> oh, Jenny Anderson again. And both nipples again. Both nipples again. You just say he's just been fucking monkeys. I think C. Thomas Howell had it in his contract around about the 90s where he had to have sex with every woman in the movie. Yeah. Same as James Spader then. Uh, is C. Thomas Howell the budget Spader? I think he might be, yeah. Funny that, because I thought Spader was the budget Spader. <laughs> Sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S. -S is she telling him that she has a baby? Or is she talking about Harvey Keitel's back creature again? And he's talking about the back creature. He's two. His name's Alan. <laughs> <laughs> he loves canasta. And women who aren't afraid to shit in front of him. And I loved him, C. Thomas. But every time I asked him to leave Harvey, he always said he's got his back. <laughs> the funny thing is, is Harvey Keitel tips, but he doesn't. He looks just like Steve Buscemi, but I love him. <laughs> Those reading glasses are shit. You shouldn't see a book. Yeah, you go. There you go. The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Except, seems to how it looks a bit of a dick. <laughs> it's not so much The Matrix as sort of. When did The Matrix come out? 99. So after this? Yeah, after this, yeah. So it's before The Matrix. So The Matrix yeah. copied this. That's what I said, yeah. I think the Matrix, the Wachowskis probably watched this. With Especially like, that guy. Yeah, Paul Savina. Yeah. I always tick my tongue out when I'm dealing <laughs> cards. 
He's been playing Connect Four then. Yeah. Gentlemen. Game over. It's true, if you shoot money, it flies in the air like that. Yeah, it does, yeah. Whoa. It's bloody good, though, isn't it? It is good, yeah. How many people die? There would be blood. has got quite a high body count, anyway. There would anyway. be blood everywhere. Yeah. This is like a birthday party at my house. Yeah. Call this is Tuesday night. When I when my little girl turned five years old, this is what I did for her birthday. She said, "Daddy, am I going to have a clown?" I said, "No, I'm going to kill forty-eight people in front of you." She's like, "Oh, Daddy, you're the best daddy ever." I'm, and like, I'm one like, "One day, yeah, I know. One day you're going to go to Paris and you're going to get fucking taken." <laughs> And I'm going to have to fucking hunt down the people who did it. Because I'm your papa. Yeah, Ronald Knight, was a, Ronald Knight was another daddy lanty. Yeah. It's a great genre. It is. Dads need to be represented in cinema because um, white men have long been kept down in the <laughs> realm of movies. Oh, yeah. So. I can't. I can't. Uh... I hate it when I go to the movies and and there are no like white males in their twenties or thirties that I can relate to. No, I can't. You know what I mean? Like white, moderately well-off, you know, privileged guys for me to really relate to. He looks like Peter Dinklage in that sequence, just there. I love the way she's shocked that he shot them. He just shot a million people. <laughs> she goes, you murderer. Go and fuck me on the corpses. Throw me I mean, down that's, that's on your dead that, that's... body of an accountant and fuck yeah. my brains out. I'm sorry. This show is going to go well over three hours. Oh, I know. You weren't supposed to walk away from here. Again, I think I think C. Thomas Howell, I think, picked that coat. Yeah. Mark. I want to look like a bassist from a Robert Palmer music video. You know, these stupid demands. Meanwhile, back at the hotel for spastics. <laughs> I was in last of the summer wine. Shut up, Granddad. <laughs> oh, she's hot. I love my grandson. I took a poo in front of him once. <laughs> I heard that. Come here, Mark. <laughs> I heard that, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the old one from The Princess Bride. She's a right little bitch, that one. Always coming round and giving me fresh fruit. She knows that I have a problem with fresh fruit and it gives me the shits. 
I shit through she ten. She steals all my mints and tissues. <laughs> shit through ten dresses before she stopped doing it. Now she started again. She <laughs> sits there, silent, and she goes, I've just shit again. <laughs> I got so hungry I had to have a banana. It went right through me. Mother, you're supposed to take the rind off it. (laughs) I can't work my fingers, I'm so old. I'm 182. I want to die, (laughs) Mom. Let me die. You know euthanasia is not allowed in this country. (laughs) I met Albert Einstein. It looks a bit like Albert Einstein. <laughs> Are we sure it's not Albert Einstein without Tash? I waltzed with King George the Third. What the fuck? My hair is made out of tiny spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I was put here by God to protect. His chalice. Now pick which one do you think? It's the Holy Grail. <laughs> Only the penitent man will pass. The penitent man. Have you been watching Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Mother? It's a really good movie. I think I prefer it to the first. It's all they have on TV around here. There isn't a TV here, Mother. That's weird. Why do you always dress like a pool cleaner? <laughs> Are we sure you're not gay? Goodbye. What a cunt. I raised a <laughs> cunt son. They're real. Give me a house with fucking panthers. La di da di da. Maybe I can take a piss over here. Oh, he's gonna take a piss! Bookie landed next to that tree. Yeah. I want to know why C. Thomas Howell and Eric Stoltz never did an action movie together. Are we sure that they're not the same person? They could Got be. the same hair. Well, one's ginger and one's brown head. He does just kill a lot of people. Yes, I like that backward roll that he did down the stairs. I can do it. Do you need any padding? No, 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 I'll just do it like this. Ow! I wish I'd had padding. I'm a professional. He's, he's got to have a bloody good body count, this film. I'm guessing around. I've been counting, and so far they've killed 723 people. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I'd have given it. Apparently, when you get hit by a car at high speed, you can get up from that. Right? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you've got padding on your... Well, he's not got padding on his knees. Here we go. This is the same stretch of road used in um, Land of the Free. Yes. And Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, which George Miller stole so much off this. I mean, this movie's influenced everybody, really. 
It definitely influenced The Wizard of Oz, even though it was made before. Judy Garland went forward in time, saw this. Yeah. And went back in time. Well, Judy Garland was a time-travelling goblin. We all know that. Yeah, well, that's Hollywood fact. Yeah. How do you explain Liza Minnelli? Well, you take a rhino and you take a, a series of chorus girls and you put them into a special uh, a transportation unit and their DNA gets all mixed up. Ah, see, that's what I thought. That's what I, that's what I saw on the network. And then you have to kill a nun and paint a crucifix in her blood on a child just after it's born. Just on its Derek. And then, 50 years later, you get Liza Minnelli. We've stolen a plane from the 1940s, sir. <laughs> the Red Baron's on our tail. <laughs> this was the same plane used in the Rocketeer. Yeah, Timothy Dalton will be in the plane with him. Okay. What the bloody hell's going on? Great if they got caught in traffic and they just waited. You won't believe the views up here, sir. It's beautiful. It's a lovely day. I can see my house. I can see your house, sir. Your wife's being fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's two men now, sir. Oh, and now the the, the uh, dustman's shown up. Garbage wins. He's coming in. He's he's fucking an hour too. So three guys, three guys going at your wife. Quite quite hard actually. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that before, sir. They brought in a uh, weasel type creature <laughs> and a tube and a tube. Oh, that is unhygienic, sir. You would not want to see what just happened to your wife's vinge. Oh, wait a minute, sir. One of them must have been a magician because he just pulled several ankies on a string out of her arsehole. Yeah. This is like Brian Brown. It's true, I am a magician. Yeah. Pull things out of all asses. It's a bloody good car chase, this it is. is. He's tried to do the National Lampoon's Christmas vacation, but it's not working. Has that worked? Joseph Mary's like, but I saw it in that movie from when I was a kid. They lied to me. Yeah. Up and down long ago. They lied to me. I've got a tattoo of Frank Sinatra on my ball sack. I like that song. Yeah, that's great. Sir, they've covered her from head to toe in peanut butter. Nice. Nice. See Thomas Howe driving through a flaming truck. I think they're trying to get out of your way, mate. You're causing chaos. 
This is pretty cool as well. They land a this. fucking plane on the. This could be and a stretch of highway that hadn't yet been built or something or an old. Yeah, no, they didn't even shut it. No one ever goes down there anymore. No. Except Biggles. Yeah. Biggles, Biggles. is always landing there. I'm going sorry. to have an adventure in time. I can't. I'm sorry, this plane is awfully difficult to maneuver. Also, to have Ed Lauder as the action villain, it's just so weird. I love this. Yeah, put on a stupid hat, Ed. Biggles, do you think we'll be able to get back in time? <laughs> we just have to get to 88 miles an hour, sir. How difficult is that? In this plane, it's next to impossible, sir. I can get to 55 miles an hour, but that doesn't help us any. What happens if I throw you out? Well, we would be lighter. All right, I'm going to throw you at C. Thomas Howell then. Kill two birds with one stone. Well, two guys with one stone. Well, two guys with another guy. Well, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I've gone peculiar. Get out of the play. <laughs> Go back in time, Biggles. I'm going to fuck your wife. <laughs> C. Thomas Howell did all his own stunts for this bit. He did. I love his face. Face like, I really don't want to be doing this. Yeah. Ed Lauter's got a stupid hat on. <laughs> He's got in the flames. Did you book my hat? Ed, you look like a prick. <laughs> well, you look like a gay pool cleaner. I know. It's part of my undercover disguise. Where are we heading back to? 1941. Yes, we're going to go and win the, the war. Look at that stunt, though. It is a great stunt. That is a fucking stunt, isn't it? Look at that. I mean, really? It's insane how PM Entertainment can get away with, like... They clearly don't pay as much as big Hollywood movies. No, yet they, they get it, their stuntmen to do these outrageous fucking stunts. They put it all on the screen. They are better than canon. I don't care what people say. Cannon had more polish, but they had more chutzpah. Oh, yeah. Certainly had more car explosions. That's the Jewish translation for chutzpah. Is it? No. <laughs> Come on, you can take Ed Lauter. My dad could take Ed Lauter. <laughs> Ed Lauter worked with Jesse Johnson. In what movie? Uh, beautiful ones, wasn't it? That was? I think so. I think it was his last film. Is he dead now? Yeah. Ed Lauter's dead? Yeah, I hope so. They buried him. I'm so sad about that. It's almost more of a crushing loss than anyone else who's died. Yeah. Uh, one of his last films. The beautiful ones. Look at that stunt. He's in the artist. That's loud to us. He played the dog. <laughs> it's why he has incredible range. Oh, he has range. He's been in fucking loads of stuff. That's what I'm saying. This movie never ends. 
No, it's a long movie, isn't it? Yeah, it just goes on and on and on. Still got another three hours. Hi. Because what you don't understand is this son goes off to Paris, gets kidnapped. <laughs> and they call in Liam Neeson. To, Look at that guy who's sitting eating his food next to him. It's like, wait a minute. Oh, my own shout. I can play the mouth organ <laughs> while I can put your organ in my mouth. <laughs> Look at her perky titties. <laughs> Funny. Your twat smells like it. I killed uh, 800 people. <laughs> I threw a ladder out of a plane. Yeah, he was in Death Wish 3. He was. He's the um, police He's captain, isn't he? Aww. Freeze frame ending. Textbook. They all died shortly after that. Um, yeah. The fish place blew up. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, the red-headed woman was really still alive. Listen to the saxophone. Jeff he was a producer. You were thought he'd give himself a bigger role. <laughs> yeah, like the lead. If Jeff Fahey was the lead in this movie, would that make it better? Yes. What if it was Jeff Fahey and C. Thomas Howell wearing an oversized sweater pretending to be conjoined twins? I, I definitely see it. Yeah. Just to say I've seen it. Would it be better or would it be worse? It'd be better. No, it would be, 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 be worse. Stunt coordinator is the same guy who was on Maniac Cop 2 and 3, and also a guy who now works on, like, major Hollywood stuff. He's, I think he's done some of the Marvel movies. Spiro Restos. He's, he's um, a very famous uh, stunt guy now. What was his name? Spiro... Restos? Rosatos or something? I love fake saxophone. Nothing I like more. Maybe there aren't any other Spiro. Yep. Spiro Razzatos, that's it. Yeah, he did stunts on Cap Captain America. Furious 7. Fast and Furious 6. Expendables. Yeah. Fast and Furious 5. Death Race. Yeah, he's big time now. And he started off in Maniac Cop and movies like this. That's how you work your way up. And Police Academy 2. Second unit director on Furious 7. Captain America, second unit director. What the mean is he did all the action scenes. Yeah. He's had quite a career, hasn't he? Yeah, very good career. He did the action in Recoil, Riot. Yep. The Sweeper. Last Man Standing. Look at all these. 
Movies, he worked for PM, the expert. He's done bloody well for himself. Back to the future. Good on him. Wonderful yeah. guy. Some great stunts, some great action. Well, I hope people have enjoyed that. I enjoyed we certainly that. did. Yeah, three years, man. It's been a ride. It's been bloody good. Plenty more to come. Plenty more to come, and I promise I'll be more awake next time. Yes. I think my brown rant took it all out of me. It does take it out of you doing a brown. It does. But, uh... But, yeah, it's been fun, dude. Yeah, good. And all good. Always nice to do a, a commentary with you, sir. And Yeah, uh, you too. We'll keep it up. What do we do next, then? We said we were going to do the... What's the Don the Dragon Wilson PM Entertainment one? Cyber Tracker. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that next. Okay. So we'll do that one next. Yes. Burning, performed by Carol Douglas. Magic Man, written by Stephen Boyd. Dirty Lowdown, by Dirty. Stephen Boyd and Chuck Hoover. Persons and events in this motion picture are fictitious. I didn't know that. No. It was based on a true story. Looked, it looked true to me. PM Entertainment Group Incorporated. Nice. And on that bombshell, sir, let us end this show. Yes. As it's been over three hours. Yes. And uh, I will talk to you again next week, sir. Yes, speak to you soon. Good to speak to you, my friend. Yes, always good, sir. Happy third anniversary. Yes, happy third anniversary to you. And, uh, yeah, let's speak soon. And this yep. will go up... Well, this may go up, actually, on our official third anniversary of our first show, which was the 23rd, I think. Yes, let's let's aim for that. If I can. 